Welcome to the 20th episode of the Film Yak Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. Jonathan. <laughs> this is episode number 20, <laughs> The Big 2-0. And here today we are to talk about... I'm just kidding. Might as well throw back to Jordan's uh, usual intro. <laughs> we are to talk about... <laughs> we are to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about uh, my pick, which is Matt Johnson's 2013 film, The Dirties. And as well as I had assigned, uh, I won trivia last time, so mm-hmm. I assigned you guys to watch uh, his follow-up to The Dirties, which is called Operation Avalanche. The, both of these films are faux documentary, fake documentary, mock, found mockumentary, footage, yeah. found footage, yeah, whatever, what have you. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about those, and we're also going to be discussing what we watched, and we'll talk about the Golden Globes, and we'll talk about many, many other things. How's mm-hmm. everything going with you guys? Doing good. Good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Nothing to report. Not really looking forward to the weather this weekend because it's going to be back in the 20s. And I'm loving it. I love it. Can't wait to get in the house, lock the doors. Hell yeah. Get a bunch of blankets. Okay. Yes. Get into that season four. I got to work. I got to work Saturday and Sunday. So. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to be home all weekend except for I'm going to uh, Rockets on Saturday. Are you into that? Yeah, I'll I'll be there. Okay. We're going to do it thing oh <laughs> we're fully back into magic which is okay you, you are yeah you're not about to go spend 25 dollars on a deck on saturday no i'm not yeah you're gonna go watch you're right <laughs> <laughs> he's anyway. sitting there thinking i already did it so i'm yeah. not gonna do it on saturday <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh i'm looking forward to the weather it's way too it's like almost warm outside right now and it's gross yeah it's... it feels like a fridge that's been turned off for a little while that's yeah. disgusting so, uh, well, I guess we can talk about uh, the Golden Globes, and let's just jump right into it. Did mm-hmm. you guys watch the Golden Globes? No, I didn't watch it. Me neither. <laughs> I watched, uh, well, every year I uh, try to watch it, and every year there's a big news story about how this year finally, and I swear to God this happened at least last year and this year, big news story about how NBC is finally streaming it. They're going to stream it live on their website. They're going to stream it on the apps. They're going to stream it on this and that. Never works. Doesn't work. There's nowhere to stream it. There's no information about how to stream it. Mm. YouTube. Uh, no, it doesn't stream on YouTube. Doesn't, really? It doesn't stream on anything. doesn't stream on anything. And then we find out later, mm. oh, it's streaming on everything. It's just not streaming in Louisiana at all. You have to like live in a different state for to get the streaming price, wow. which is absolutely wow. fucking ridiculous. What? Yeah. So I guess it's like a rights issue or something. <laughs> I don't even know. Mm. But, Napoleonic code and all that. <laughs> right. So I uh, so we didn't get a chance to watch it, even though my wife and I really wanted to, because we just love award shows for movies. And uh, we watched uh, the clips on the NBC app the next day. So just basically all the acceptance speeches. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, saw um, Oprah's mm. big. Uh, you know, speech about the Time's Up movement and all that, and uh, saw the clip of uh, Natalie Portman saying uh, all the all-male nominees are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and I I don't know how I feel about that, because uh, that's a comment that uh, it's true, all the nominees were male, but, you know, obviously the point of that comment is to shed light on the fact that there are no female nominees, but really, should there have been a female nominee? Is well, my several several people had mentioned that uh, the woman Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins, yeah, she should have been uh, nominated, like, which is mental. I, I mean, I, I I mean, so the award was like best director, or something? yeah, best yeah. director. Okay, then no, that's insanity. 
to even like consider. I mean, Catherine Bigelow, I could see because you know Detroit I, is a you know is a I big issue movie. And but I am like, surprised that she didn't get nominated just because Detroit was really well received, even though right. it's a huge pile of shit. But uh, so Wonder I guess, Woman was well received as well. But yeah, but not know. as. And I mean, it was well received as like a blockbuster. It wasn't yeah. like talked about as like this is a Oscar win. I mean, by some nerdy freaks who you know think that comic book movie should win Oscars but other than that I mean actual critics don't think that that's like a you know great film or anything mm. I don't think but um I don't know yeah I, I just uh when, whenever people complain about like there's not enough minorities being nominated there's not enough women being nominated I just like look at them like well are there like is there was anybody worthy of being nominated and sometimes there are and sometimes but the people that are nominated are not worthy. That's true, I mean, and I agree. Let's be honest. And that's, I mean, I mean, when you really break it all down, like the Golden Globes and the Oscars, it's all a big joke. Like it's yeah. all, you know, it's yeah. completely bullshit. It doesn't matter one way or the other. But what I'm not interested in is seeing like an award ceremony that's, you know, like, well, here are, you know, demographically accurate, you know, like <laughs> yeah. our five nominees, two yeah. of which are white, three of which are minorities, and you know, that's just because we have to do that. Like that's not interesting at all. I want to see whoever is best get nominated. Yeah. And were, th- were there any um, minorities nominated? Like, was uh, Jordan Peele nominated? No, uh, he wasn't. Which oh, is ridiculous. Is he not? Well, the guy, but the, the I guy won though. The actor won. The actor won. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Guillermo del Toro won Best Director. He's a minority. Yeah. I mean, so uh, you know that's pretty good. And. Uh, a lot of women won, obviously. I mean, uh, well, I mean, in the female categories, but also, I mean, what was what uh, best picture? Uh, three three billboards outside. Oh yeah, yeah, Ebbing, yeah Missouri. Yeah. So, oh okay. It's a kind of a female centric film, uh, yeah. or dealing with certain certain. Out of the nominations, do you agree with that? I don't actually remember what was nominated. Really? I just remember Dun- Dunkirk, that, mm. and. Uh, I would give Shape it to of Water. I'd give it to uh, Shape of Water. Then if those are the three, but I'd give it to Dunkirk certainly over. There's a few more I can't remember. Right. <clears throat> I mean, the big elephant in the room is you got. We got to see Phantom Thread. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking Phantom Thread is gonna just totally fuck up my top ten. But you know, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. It's another week. Uh, yeah, the nineteenth is when it comes out. A lot of shit's coming out on the nineteenth. Like six different movies are coming out, wow. mm. including Den of Thieves, which I gotta go. To. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta see this thing. I don't know. I just, I want it to be so violent and like a throwback to like you know nineties action. It just oh, looks right. Cool. <laughs> just the chain gunning and the yeah. <laughs> uh, Hollywood shootout. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so anyways, that was the Golden Globes, I guess. Anything else to say about that? I did see a gif of uh, like James Franco won like Best Actor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won Best Actor in a comedy for uh, okay, yeah, and like and he's like accepting the award and like Tommy Wiseau is like Mm -hmm. about to like do an acceptance speech and he kind of puts his arm up like no man come on yeah yeah that was pretty funny it was a little awkward yeah and I was thinking he was gonna let him say something after he said his thing but he just said his thing and they all left and I was like that's kind of fucked up (laughs) that he like Tommy Wiseau like never get a chance to get up here again. Like for the rest of yeah. his career, yeah. and yeah, you know, I mean, took away his one chance to say something. But uh, there's some, <laughs> some, see it like James. I'm gonna let you have your moment and everything, but I just want to say, like, goes on for yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there is a controversy with Franco, though. They're saying five women are accusing him of sexual uh, whatever misconduct now. 
Jeez. And uh, the fact that he was wearing a Time's Up pin at the ceremony, uh-huh. he got questioned on Colbert. And he said he doesn't know. He's he's de- essentially denying it. Or he's saying, like, uh, well, apparently Ali Sheedy had worked with him on some movie, and she had written on Twitter how it was a disgrace that they gave him an award or something. And I and he was like, I don't know what I did to Ali Sheedy. Like I don't know. <laughs> we just worked together and I don't so I don't know. James Franco might be the next uh no. Spacey, you know? Never know. I kinda that doubt it because like no, he did no. try to pick up a seventeen year old a few years back on uh Instagram or Twitter or something. Were there dick pics? No, he just he was talking to her and he's asking Anthony her. Wieners he was asking her like, yeah, <laughs> he was trying to like hook up with her, ask for a phone number or something, and then wow. and then uh, came out and he apologized for it. But apparently, the age of mm. consent in New York is seventeen, so he was like, he didn't really do anything illegal. It's Still. just kind of skeezy, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, let's face it, James Franco himself is kind of skeezy. I mean, he's a weirdo. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not defending untoward actions but james franco is kind of skeezy yeah and especially like you know you're hang- that vibe i don't yeah. yeah and especially like you're hanging out with like <laughs> i guess i can see him saying that want to yeah. suck my dick want to see my dick i want to see my dick <laughs> either of you guys see the night before yeah i saw it at the drive-in in memphis no i didn't see it yeah there's a there's a scene where like uh james franco is like uh sexting mindy kaling's character and he sends her some dick pics so <laughs> like seth that. rogan is looking at it like wow this guy's a grower and a shower <laughs> and then but then like mindy kaling's like asking about it later on like well what was it like and he goes i would suck that dick <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so uh, <laughs> maybe that's we misconduct. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. misconstruing movies for real life. Maybe, but uh, yeah. Well, uh, this the only other like minor things I had to say was um, No Country for Old Men has been uh, unofficially announced for Criterion through. Uh, it's on the Filmstruck app, and apparently somebody asked some official at Criterion if it was coming on. They said yes. Was it on their little? E- beginning of the year i don't even the sketches are so i have no clue what the sketches are like i look at them and i'm just like i don't get it and then after i say what it is i'm like i still don't 100 percent get like what they're getting at with some of those yeah because like Uh, some of the art on criterion like it looks great but it's like you wouldn't necessarily say oh that's blah 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 yeah right so uh you know i don't know but it's apparently it's coming so that's cool sort of exciting i mean already got a pretty nice blu-ray but uh and apparently i was just reading this is not really related to anything in particular but uh you know the the movie annihilation that's coming out yeah oh yeah the you know who does the score for that movie no jeff barrow from portishead oh wow cool and he apparently did did the score for uh ex machina too i think i think i read that Hmm. but um so that's uh he does it with some other guy who's uh a film composer but um Hmm. yeah cool that's kind of a cool thing you want to go see it I will almost definitely see the movie. I don't, but I have very low hopes for it. I think it looks terrible. Now, the first trailer, I was really into it, but the more I see, the less I'm. I, I don't know. The I more they know. explain plot in the trailer <clears throat> yeah. and like all the yeah. like yeah. they termed it the shimmer. Like who? Like, this is brutal. This is brutal. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just not. I'm not a big. And obviously, Ex Machina was like a huge letdown for for me. So I don't. Not expecting much, but um. Mm. Yeah, that's it. So, want to get into what we watched? Cool. 
Sure. Who wants to begin this week? Um, I'll go first. Go ahead. Uh, watch the David Bowie documentary on. Uh, I really wanted to see this before this episode. You didn't watch it? No, no I, I didn't. Was really get expecting a you to watch it. To, um, well, we tried to watch it like three different times, and we just constantly had other things we had to do. Yeah. Um, Documentaries—they're so hard to so hard to rate. But uh, gave it two and a half. I don't know. It, I know. It, it's 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 decent. You know, it's not bad. Uh, some of the old footage is great. Uh, and now this documentary is called "The Last Five Years." Yeah. Is it is it really just about the last five years, or is it more no, of like a retrospective? It's a retrospective. See, that's uh, I don't okay. like that. I don't. I hated it. I want it to be just about his last five years. I thought it was going to be like footage of him in his like his apartment and like yeah. you know, like him sickly i don't know like those nick cave documentaries that they released the ones where the one where they released uh they were they were recording skeleton tree and then the other one uh yeah once more with feeling one of them is called yeah Mm. and Twenty Thousand days on earth i think is the other one called and uh it's like 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 i was hoping it'd be more like that just like a following (laughs) him around to the studio in new york showing how he recorded black star yeah yeah um no he's not even in this at all like there's nothing it's just old footage of him it talks about all the old albums. No, that's sort of like, like sort of like it talks about Space Oddity and whatnot, and mm. then it jumps to Ziggy Stardust, of course, and then it like jumps to Heroes, like just totally skips Station to Station, which is a disappointment. And uh, you know, they're, like they have the, some of the players from the old albums, but the, you know, they don't even talk about any of them. Eno's not in it at all. Like they they say his name once, and I'm just like, this is lame. Like yes. this is pissing me off. That's it's, heinous. I know. And they're like talking about heroes, and, and it's like, yeah, Brian Eno helped out a lot. You know, he was like a huge influence. Blah blah. blah. That's it. Wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, he was into some German bands at the time. Like, are, are we seriously like skipping over all of this? Yeah. And like, then it just goes straight to the '80s, and I'm just like, <laughs> but it it opens with uh, him. Or like the him and the band in like 2004, uh, doing his world tour. Yeah, I'm just like I don't care about this at all. Mm. And the the album the uh, oh, what is it? The, the, the one before Blackstar next day. Oh, next day. The next day. Yeah, yeah. They talk about that, and I, I don't really care for that album at all. And they just talk about it. They keep going on and on about it, and it's like all right, whatever. But then, uh, and honestly, the the musicians that are on the next day are. Are brutal, like they, like I, I mean, they're they're fine. They play well, whatever. Yeah, but they all they're all like session musicians. They're session. No, not even that. They all look like they're like, like Paul McCartney's band. No, they look no? like they're all Keith Richards with oh. like dyed hair. Yeah, and they actually make a joke. They're no, like, like like Paul McCartney's band. They're like <laughs> they make a joke earlier in the documentary. They're like you know David Bowie. He always changed. You know, like he, the older he got, the more like you know he. he, he he would keep changing. You know, he couldn't be Ziggy Stardust the whole time. You know, he couldn't be like a sixty-year-old guy with dyed hair. You know, and I was like, your fucking band is sixty-year-old guys with dyed hair. It's, it looks horrible. Yeah. But then we get to the Black Star stuff, mm-hmm. and that band fucking rules. They're like a jazz band. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, they, they rule. They're like professional jazz musicians, and like they're just jamming and stuff. And it, it's so cool. Yeah, really great. Like when that first that first version of um, Sue in a Season of Crime came yeah. out, I was like, "Holy!" They talk shit. about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then like, there's a totally different version of it on Black Star, and they're both fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I was like, "This is this is it, fucking amazing." It's really depressing though because they talk about it like you know I felt like David Bowie always had that jazz like side to him, but he never explored it. And I'm like, that's depressing that he only got one album out with that. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, 
because like Visconti was like you know he had like he wanted to make another album and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But and it was per- I mean like again they fucking rule. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the, that was the highlight of the documentary for me was uh, the Blackstar Band. But uh, yeah, I mean it was decent. It's worth watching. I will still watch it. I just yeah. Now have either of you guys seen the BBC documentary Five Years? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, because it actually like focused on like five different eras. Like from, that's cool. I, yeah, and it, but they actually like have interviews with like Robert Fripp and oh, shit, cool. I don't think they got Eno on there, but like Carlos Alomar yeah, and um, Eno seems reluctant to like. I think yeah. they both seem reluctant to go back to that or and talk about it. I don't know. What yeah, it is. I mean, Bowie's really reluctant now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but but it's like I felt like they were like you know we're done. We made yeah. three albums or whatever, you know. Yeah. And we're done. Let's never talk again. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, they might have had a falling out. Maybe. Cocaine Maybe. might have been involved. That's true. Because, I mean, him and David Byrne, you know, they keep coming back together. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Anyway. Cool. You rewatched Die Hard. It's, it's still fucking great. <laughs> it's so now, great. Now, we have to get into it. Uh-huh. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie, Kevin? I'd say it's a great action movie. I mean, you can wa- you is. can take it as a Christmas movie, but like, I mean, a great movie is a great movie. Like, I can watch say Nightmare Before Christmas in like July and still appreciate it as a movie. Like, I'm not going to be like, you know, could you oh, watch uh, I- Christmas Story in July and still appreciate it as a movie? <laughs> Yes, because I wouldn't but, say a Nightmare Before Christmas is fully a Christmas film either. It is. See, a that's another film, that's another a, one that's uh, quote unquote controversial. Yeah, um, but I'd say it's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard, which is not a Christmas movie at all to me. Well, I think you're just taking it too seriously. I'm not taking it seriously. It's just a movie. I'm just saying it's not a Christmas movie. Like I just in the genre of Christmas cinema, Die Hard should not be included because Die Hard has no themes that have anything to do with Christmas. Totally agree with that, but. I think watching it at Christmas time is pretty hilarious. No, that's fine. It's <laughs> yeah, fun I mean, to watch at Christmas yeah, I mean, you know, time, it but takes... I'm saying it's not a Christmas. I'm not saying you can't watch it at Christmas time yeah. and have a good time. But labeling I'm it just, as a Christmas movie yeah, I'm is saying, like, ridiculous. Putting it on a yeah, list of yeah. like the best Christmas movies, Die Hard. Like, get, go fuck that's yourself. Being like, that's a little, not a, it's not a yeah, Christmas movie. That's, that's not being. Well, sincere. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> like Die Hard is one that you put in a you put it in a Christmas display to kind of get a wink at you know your customers or your audience or whatever. Yeah, it's but like you know, yeah, I mean. Is it, you know, about the spirit of Christmas? Is it about Santa Claus? Is it about the spirit of giving or, you know... Shooting kneecaps. That's what it is. Head exploding. Yes. But yeah, I mean... That's got to be one of the best headshots Yeah, so like, But I mean, like, if people want to be like, oh, if people want to be like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, I'm going to be like, whatever. I've got more important things to worry about. Mm. But I do think, like, this movie is so good and, like... Bruce Willis is great in it. Uh, Reginald Vell Johnson is fantastic. You know, Alan Rickman, obviously, and like Reginald Vell Johnson was really robbed at the Oscars that year for sure for Die Hard and uh, his finest. Cop and like I had like forgotten, like I'd forgotten that William Atherton was the uh, the smarmy reporter. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, was Paul's Paul? What's his face? Was the uh, the like chief of police or something? Uh, the, I like, the guy uh, who was in Breakfast Club. I like Ellis. Yeah. Hans, booby. Yeah. <laughs> this is radio, not television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's great. Yeah. He's really terrific. Yeah. 
Yeah, the guy who's yeah, the one of the uh, one of the FBI FBI Johnsons is uh, the guy from Breakfast Club, right? The uh, mess with the bull, you get the horns guy. No, he was the co- or he's he was, the police. He was the head of police. Who the two? Oh Ro- no, Robert Davi was one That's of the. Right. Uh, That's right. One the of Italian the Italian guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The black guy. Yeah, I who the black guy is, but he, I can like, see he them. Familiar. I can see their faces in my mind right now. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's so it's so well done, and the the comedy is all there, the suspense is all there, and it's yeah, yeah. great effects too, and the blood effects are unmatched. I think I would say for sure. I mean, John McTiernan peak, yeah, it's, is it's, he's yeah, it's work. Yeah. yeah, it's like we've talked about before. McTiernan, like he's probably the greatest action director of all time. Yeah, I would even Maybe. go I would I would just eliminate the probably okay, he's the greatest yeah, yeah. action director of all time. Like there's no like you don't do Die Hard, mm. Die Hard with a Vengeance, it's, Predator. Yeah. I mean honestly I mean, Predator that, that's it. and Die Hard alone. Yeah. Just those just those two. Well for yeah, me yeah, you're good. Vengeance is better than the original for me. But really? Yeah. I could but, go along with that. But uh but yeah they're all three. Those those three in particular yeah. Just launch him into the stratosphere. And then you've got the 13th Warrior to lay on top of it. And then I yeah, mean, and haven't seen Hunt for October, but I hear it's very good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know. I need to rewatch that. I'm going to have to put that one on he's, hold. He's the king. And it's really unfortunate how Hollywood has treated him and uh, yeah, how yeah. he can't get a film made anymore. So, but whatever. But yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, uh, I, uh, I didn't watch much, but I, I watched a couple of things. Let's see. Should have had my letterboxed diary. Oh, can I say also that um, if you are a listener to this show and you are not on Letterboxd, which is a social media app for sharing your reviews of movies, just get on it or get fucked. Like, I'm so sick of people not being on Letterboxd. Like, anybody (laughs) I know who watches movies, go on Letterboxd and make an account. Like, I am tired of it. I went and met with a good friend of mine who lives in Los Angeles. This guy was telling me about all these movies he watched, telling me how much he loves uh, Spielberg, how much he loves Hitchcock. Log your fucking movies. Like, go on Letterboxd and log this Does shit. Does he listen to the podcast? I have no idea. But I'm just saying, like, if you don't, hmm. it's like, if you don't log, how do I know you like any? I had no idea he liked the movies Which at H- all. What, uh, what Hitchcock has he been watching? He was telling me to watch Rear Window and to watch uh, fucking, uh, he said not to watch North by Northwest. Because he said it's terrible and overrated. He told me some other one. I don't remember what it was. I don't. I, I, I don't remember. But he was he was really mm. raving about him, and he was talking about how much how how great Spielberg is, and just like mm. what a genius director he is, and stuff like that. I was like, that's fine. I'd love to see these reviews. These you know, just the <laughs> yeah. star Did he get on it? No, he didn't get on. It. And I uh, sent him a link and everything. And he's, it's just people are just you know. <laughs> they have no time for anybody but themselves. And it's just like, <laughs> think about me for a little bit, okay? Get on Letterboxd, wow. pals. But anyway, uh, I watched, uh, I went to the theater to see Molly's Game, directed uh, they, directed by Aaron Sorkin, his directorial debut, uh. Uh, written and directed, uh, which is about, uh, which stars Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba and Kevin Costner. And which is about oh, and Michael Sarah's in it. And which <laughs> is about uh, a woman who used to be a, an Olympic skier who becomes a poker person. Like she runs poker games in Los Angeles and New York. She makes a lot of money, and then she everything falls apart, and she gets arrested. And then it's about it's kind of like a framework where she's talking to Idris Elba, who's her lawyer, and he's trying to get the whole truth out of her. And it's like flashbacks to how she got where she is. 
And I liked it. I liked it uh, quite a bit, actually. I thought it was really uh, entertaining and enjoyable. And obviously, Aaron Sorkin is known for his, you know, quick dialogue. I mean, he's very, like, he's pretty much just like Mamet in that way. Like, his dialogue is very similar to Mamet's, except Mamet's may be a little more esoteric and, like, challenging. But uh, Sorkin is, like, I guess, like, more like the, uh, you know, Hollywood version of, of Mamet. But he, uh, it's, it's fun anyway. And uh, I thought the... Acting from Idris Elba was good, and I thought the acting from Kevin Costner was good, and the acting from and Michael Sarah was good. What pray tell did I think of Jessica Chastain's performance? Now we should you preface like this. Yeah, with, we should preface this by saying that you have absolute disdain for Jessica Chastain, yes, like extreme disdain, like in, for Chastain, yeah, like a like <laughs> disdain, a, like vitriolic hatred. Yeah, I really don't like what, her. What is this based on again? Uh, her performances that I've seen in every movie she's ever been in. So, What's the worst offender? Probably a toss-up between uh, Tree of Life, oh, Tree which of Life. she is That's terrible right. in. She and, bad. Um, mm. God, what is that? Especially other? like when, you ha- when she's next she's to Brad Pitt, it's, it's just like, what, what the fuck? When she's <laughs> next to Brad Pitt in that movie where Brad Pitt is putting in his best performance probably. It's insane. I, I don't. What'd you think of her in uh, Most Violent Year? There we go. Most Violent Year's okay. one. That's one. Uh, she's uh, she's okay in that. Although I dislike her accent uh, yeah. a lot. I think it's very inconsistent. I hated her in Zero Dark Thirty. She's terrible in Zero Dark Thirty. Mm. Um, she's also not very good uh, in Interstellar. Uh, I'm just reading her her, her well, Interstellar. Page, I mean, she wasn't. She was. She was kind of just vanilla in that. Yeah, she's not good in it. Though. I mean, that, that whole movie. <laughs> Vanilla's is kind not of good. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah oh, it really oh. is. I remember the first movie where I was really like, because I had seen Tree of Life and was like, you know, I really didn't think about her too much. I was like, whatever. She just plays Brad Pitt's wife. Brad Pitt's the man, you know. Yeah. And um, and then I saw her in Lawless, and that was where it started to turn. I was oh, like, she oh, is terrible. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> Lawless was bad. She was really bad in that. Um, yeah. I mean. I haven't seen some of this. Oh, like she takes shelter. Also, is kind of ruined by. It's not. It's not. It's not her specifically. It's just. I just don't. I can't stand her. Like she just always puts this like uh, frumpy, like mean spirited attitude behind every character she plays. Like as it she she comes. It seems like every role she plays feels like I'm a woman and everybody hates me because I'm a woman. So I have to fuck with everybody to show them. That I'm on their level, even though I'm a woman. And it's like, I, I, that might sound like ignorant or sexist of me, but it's like, that's just how Sounds she comes across. <laughs> well, that's how she comes across. I don't get that at all. Well, that's how she comes across in every movie I've ever seen. Um, Especially something like Zero Dark Take Thirty. Take Shelter, that was with uh, Michael Shannon? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Never seen it. Yeah, it's mm. fine, but it's the weakest of that director's films. But, I mean, mm. I don't know. I just, I'm not a... She just always has this, like... For lack of a better word, an attitude in every movie. And it's like, I don't think every character warrants an attitude. Like, sometimes you can be, you know, there's no range. It's just like, you're always, like, mm. every movie she's in, in, including this film, including Molly's Game, she has these scenes where she has to, like, well, rattle off things and, like, tell people what's up and, like... This sh- one seems a little bit more warranted, though. I mean. Show them, mm. you know, what, what, that she knows what she's talking about. I don't know. It's just like... <laughs> but you liked her. Get fucked. Um, I thought she was fine in it. Mm. I wasn't uh, turned off by her at all, as I normally am. But I'm certainly, mm. uh, I'm certainly not a fan still. So this right. did really? nothing to my, uh, mm. to my, 
feelings about her. I just she was fine in it. Um, the movie though, it's good. The movie's good. Yeah, I gave it a four. I think it's pretty solid. It's got cool. uh, some interesting moments and um, good uh, dialogue, like I said. And the direction is fine. I mean, it's, he's not the greatest director. He actually reminds me a lot of um, the film in general. Like the editing and the way it's put together reminds me a lot of The Big Short, which well, I think it was Jonathan's number one movie of the year. It came out. But uh, what the fuck? <laughs> It was but, not. That was an absolutely terrible piece of it shit. Was not my number one movie. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What year, what year was that? Twenty fifteen? I don't know. It was terrible though. Right. But um, it's not that bad. It's really the movie bad. is not that bad. It is awful. But it's not your favorite of the year. No, it's okay. watchable. Okay, okay. It's not that bad. It's horrible. I was just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, it's not your favorite of the year. I was ribbing you, you know. But I'm saying like uh, I just didn't like. Shut it. up. <laughs> hey, are we going to talk about Operation Avalanche now or? We could talk about it at the end of what we watched. The end? Okay. Yeah, sure. Right, um, cool. But I, uh, I, I, uh, it's like that in that there's like a lot of explaining of situations and like this is how poker works and this is how they're doing this and this is how uh, she's skimming money and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And there's like stock footage that they throw in there. So a lot of stuff like that, you hmm. know. So, but I, you know, it's worth a watch. It's nothing special, but it's certainly uh, fun, fun enough. Cool. Okay, I'm going to skip Operation Avalanche. Uh, Watched 12 Angry Men for the first time. 1957. Sydney Lumet. Uh, really good. Liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. Gave it a five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gave it a five. Uh, it's, I mean, it's not perfect, obviously, but, like, man, it's good. It's, like, really, like, it's amazing how, like, tense things get. So even as a five, it's not perfect? No, no. Five doesn't mean five perfect. Does, okay. no, five just means I liked it a lot. If okay. five meant perfect, then every five would be on the exact same level. And yeah. there would be no way to do a top ten. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My top one. Okay. Uh, Everything's tied for number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's like there's like perfect, but then there's like something that connects with you on a more personal level. Well, there's also not That's to, like six not, out of five. Not to get away from okay. not, <laughs> not to get away from this film that he's trying to talk about, but like there's also the idea of like when we saw Foxcatcher, I remember thinking this is a five out of five because there's nothing wrong with it. Like I can't find anything wrong with it. Okay, and like afterwards, I'm thinking <clears throat> I don't know that I would give that movie a five out of five on rewatch. Like I because I was I was thinking about it, I was just like it didn't really it was pretty it's pretty cold and sterile film and it didn't really do yeah. a lot for me. But I remember just thinking, like, the filmmaking is so impeccable yeah. that I just gave it a five. Really well made. <laughs> you know, so. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it, it, honestly, for me, it was the acting. And I was really blown away. Like, 57, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of, like, super old movies. But, jeez. Uh, hmm. Lee, Lee J. Cobb. Could, uh, he's the which, man. Which one was the, he? With the mustache. He think he had a mustache in this one, didn't he? He was I the villain, essentially, of the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. My, my favorite, though, is the guy that needs to get to the baseball game hilarious <laughs> like he's just like the most like new york guy ever like it's like out of control but uh you know i mean a little bit there's a little bit of ham in it like the uh mm-hmm. the little nerdy guy like he's really like he's really dated in his acting mm-hmm. yeah it's just kind of weird i don't know yeah. but uh yeah it was just really really good is that jack klugman who wanted to get to the baseball game think so let me see uh let's see he was in the odd couple jack klugman a bunch of uh no that's the immer- that's zones. the uh, that's the slum guy who like he it's said, been a long time said since he was from the slums movie. Mm. uh who was he i don't know jack warden no martin martin balsam, balsam? no it's not him either <clears throat> 
Jack Warden. Did you imagine this guy? Is he not I really? Did. No, like, there, there he is. There he is. Jack Warden. Oh, Jack him. Warden. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He's in. Oh, he's in Being There. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Warden's in a lot of stuff. Mm. Bullworth. Toys. <laughs> <laughs> All the President's Men. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, yeah, just really solid. Um, oh yeah, he's big, big. You know. He's big Ben Healy in the Problem Child films. Uh, <laughs> oh John yeah, I knew I saw his face. I was like that guy's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> of course, he's in that movie. Yeah, yeah he was fantastic in this. Um, I don't know, just the way everything unfolds, and, and it's got the you know the murder mystery thing going on, which is which is always engaging for me. Um, I don't know, it was just extremely well made. As uh, far as. Uh, Single room dramas, probably probably tip top. I'd say. Uh, Can't think of many that would be better than this. Where literally, I mean, like this entire movie, except for I guess there's that last shot where he's walking out and talking to everybody. Like except for that, the whole thing. I like that too. They go out and they're like, "Hey, what's your name?" Uh, Blah blah. All right, we'll see you. (laughs) (laughs) um, And there's a few scenes in the bathroom, I guess. Oh, are there? Okay, but it's still. I guess it's technically the same area. Been a while. Uh, And then at the beginning, they're in the courtroom. But uh, yeah, are they in the courtroom? They're in the courtroom. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't remember that. Very beginning. I I thought I remembered them just coming in the room. That was like the beginning. Yeah, he's like saying like you know whatever like the judge is saying a bunch of stuff and then like they get up and walk into the room and then it shows the the kid's face and then it cuts to the room and they're in there discussing. Or, you know, they're in there ready to cast. Sidney Lumet is a master who does not get a nearly enough uh, discussion, I feel like. I mean, he's just everything he's ever made, in my opinion, is just incredible. It's just incredible. I think I've only seen this and, well, I've seen this and in Dog Day Afternoon. I think that's yeah. it. Serpico? Oh, Serpico, yeah, I've seen that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's great. What else has he done? Oh, shit. Uh, uh, he did a movie that I really liked that nobody's seen called Q&A with Nick Nolte, which rules. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just look him up. I mean, oh, uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead was his last film with Ethan Hawke and uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman. It's awesome. It's really awesome. Oh, wow. Um, that was recently, huh? That was in like 2004 or something. Oh, okay. I thought it was later than that. Oh, maybe it was. 2009 know, or something. 07. 07, okay. Um, he did the original, uh, or not the original, but an earlier Murder on the Orient <coughs> Express, which I actually haven't seen, but I've been meaning to check it out. Hmm. That uh, one's actually pretty good. Like, that that was the reason I had no interest in seeing the Kenneth Branagh one, because, like, you're not going to top, you know, Vanessa Redgrave, Sean Connery, and um, Albert Feeney, and... Um, Albert Feeney. Yeah. And... <laughs> Who was who was playing Poirot and like you're you're not going to top that, so, nah. He did uh, Family Business, which is a Dustin Hoffman film with uh, Sean Connery and uh, Matthew Broderick, which is really great from the eighties. Mm. He did a remake of the John Cassavetes movie Gloria. Really? Yeah, and it starred Sharon Stone. It's actually pretty good. And uh, hmm. he did a movie called. Uh, well, he did The Wiz, which is like the modern. Wizard yeah. of Oz. He did that? Yeah, isn't that wow. weird? He did uh, The Verdict, which I have yet to see but really want to. It's written by David Mamm and it has Paul Newman. Mm. Network, obviously. I mean, that's a oh, big yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's just a big. Oh, The Pawnbroker, I guess, is probably his earliest big, big deal of a movie, which is really great, too. Um, it's about a pawnbroker in New York who survived the Holocaust. It's really terrific. Mm. Oh, wow. Cool. So yeah, you should definitely check out any and all Sydney Ma- Sydney Lumet films. But and as far as one room movies, like you definitely have to watch Rear Window now because it oh, takes yeah. it takes place in a cramped apartment and they only go out of it for like one for like maybe 
two minutes. So I'm trying to think of other ones, like I guess Reservoir Dogs might count just as being like all taking place in that warehouse with flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But there are so many flashbacks that it's like it's almost like a cheat. Yeah. And then there's a Richard Linklater film called Tape with uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke mm. about, and it literally is all in one room. And he shot it on like mini DV. It looks like it looks terrible, but mm. it's but it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. Hateful Eight. Uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, that's true. That's more. Yeah. There's some scenes out in the stuff. snow, but mostly it's just in that one that one cabin. Good so. point. We just watch Bug. I mean, it's Bug. Yeah, true, Bug true. is definitely true. one. Yeah, I guess really a lot of the ones, a lot of movies that are based on plays, pretty much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Let's see. So I rewatched Only God Forgives. Had to be done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I got it. I got it on. I got it for Christmas, and I was like, you know what? I just got to fucking watch this thing again because it's fucking amazing. And yep. it, it was even better the second time. Sweet. I quite I agree. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Cause like, you know, like I, I don't think so much of like Ryan Gosling's like okay in it, but like everything else, like, is just so far so far up there he's that, just like, kind of like a blank slate i just love how yeah, subtle yeah. he is yeah, yeah just, like, just like even that this that line of like i can't get over it the wanna fight line is so perfectly like <laughs> subtly delivered <laughs> wanna fight just like just like could give a fuck about what's it's just it's amazing I yeah and it. then and like then you yeah you've got cliff martinez's music and like the way <laughs> the way it sets up and like chang is just standing there he's like you know, just totally stoic. Yeah. And then just proceeds to way lace to him. Way lace. Way lace. Way lace. Yeah. That. Ty's lace is really yeah. weighed. <laughs> yeah. Chang rules. It's Chang fucking Absolutely rules. my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And like, and. Um, far and away. Yeah. And again, like, you know, you can watch like, like all, all like all the karaoke scenes, like. You know, any other movie you would be like <laughs> karaoke, like yeah. whatever. No, it looks it looks beautiful. it looks fucking great, and more like you know, a picture of it. Just it's like that. more. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that the karaoke scenes are like. Yeah, I agree. They'd be played for comedy in other films, but yeah. in this film, it's like showing his power. Yeah, it's like he's so he's so revered that like these guys are perfectly still just like paying attention to him singing karaoke. Yeah, like that's yeah. how that's how much. I mean, it's also something that's actually like kind of taken seriously and like like Japan and stuff like that. I yeah. guess Thailand. Yeah. Or, yeah. But it's like, you know, sure. People doing it. Well, you yeah. can sing well. Karaoke is a, it's not a joke. Isn't karaoke a Japanese word? Yeah, it is. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Sad, sad, yeah. sad shadow or some shit. They said it in, uh, in, um, <laughs> in, uh, how I met your mother. He gets, oh, did they? yeah. Oh. Josh Radner's character gets drunk and he says, did you know karaoke means this? And he's like empty symphony or something like that. And he goes, isn't that hauntingly beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess. Yeah. I hear like in every movie it would be played for comedy. Yeah. But. Yeah. But, but in here and like that, that scene, like, uh, so like the two assassins go, go to kill Chang and he like knows something's up and then like he puts up the table and they start shooting the, shooting the place up and, you know, and he like, He's running a little bit, but then, like, a second later, he's just casually taking his time. Here's the water. Here's the water or oil or whatever. Oil. Oil, like, I like to the, think it's Here's oil. the oil <laughs> boiling and, like, flings it in the guy's face and just beats the shit out of him. It's fucking... It's amazing. Yeah. I will mention I love uh, any kind of, like, 
fully automatic hand, like handgun. Like I'm yeah. sorry, like, this, this sounds dumb, but I mean it's like Allison too. Isn't she it, always obsessed with the Tech Nine? Yeah, <laughs> she always talk about. Anytime the I tech see that nine. in movies, I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, what like, is that? Just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> Like practical effects and just like a fully automatic. It just it's yeah, just so yeah. scary. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah. I guess it's just associated with like gangs or something. I guess. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, I don't know. Yeah, because it's mentioned in a lot, a lot of a lot of rap songs. So, but yeah, anyway. but yeah. Everyone, everyone who's listening, if you haven't seen Only God Forgives, you should watch it. If you have seen it, you should watch it again. I second that emotion. Um. I watched rewatched uh, Dead Presidents because it was popped up on HBO Now and uh, the DVD is trash. And incidentally, just sold my laser disc of it for fifty bucks. <laughs> Damn, what the fuck? Yeah, Who bought that? Some, I was on Facebook. I belonged to some laser disc collecting groups, and this guy was like, "Anybody have uh, Dead Presidents uh, Criterion laser disc?" And I was like, "I have it." I'll I'll reply to that guy. I was like, "Yeah, I have it." PM me, you know. So he gets with me and he's like, "How much you want for it?" And I was like, "I was just I was like, I'm just gonna throw him an astronomical number because like no laser disc is worth money. Like they're trash." And I was like, 50 bucks." He goes, "Okay, cool. Let me know how much the shipping is and I'll wire it all to you." And I was like, "Uh, all right." So uh, I let him. Wow. So then I, he was like, "He's like, I'm in Germany," and I'm like, "Oh shit." Oh, so man. I look. So I look it up and I'm like, "Okay, well, uh, I tell him I'm like because." I looked. I looked it up. I apparently looked it up wrong, but we'll get to that. I uh, told him thirty bucks, and he sent me ninety for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So he's like fronting me ten on top of it. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ! So I sent him the thing, and um, by the time I sent it, though, he was like, he had he had, like asked for my address, and he got a couple of other laser discs sent to me, and he was like, please send them to me. <laughs> so like I was doing like favors for him on top of it, which I didn't mind. And then I also sold him my uh, Soy Cuba uh, Criterion nice. so, for another thirty. So, uh, I, when I shipped everything, it ended up costing like $65. So he paid me the difference though. So it was a good deal. But so basically you got a side business. Of, yeah, I know. Um, right. <laughs> 300 bucks. <laughs> no, it's like 80 bucks. Oh, okay. It's like, I mean, it was, you know, it was uh 30 for the one and 50 for the others. So like, oh, okay. Okay. I mean, the other laser just, I just shipped for, you know. Just as a favor, those were those weren't mine. He bought those. Oh, from the I see. I he didn't want to have yeah. them ship them gotcha, to Germany. Yeah. He didn't want to pay for the shipping for that. He'd yeah. rather just pay one person for all the shipping, I guess. So okay. Anyway, but uh, so I lost that laserdisc, so I couldn't you know watch it on laserdisc uh, anymore. But it came on um, HBO, and I was like, you know, I haven't seen this in a while, and I wanted Nicole to see it. And uh, you c- can you guess what Nicole thought of this movie? I'm guessing she probably she liked it. I'm gonna say she probably was like, "The fuck am I watching?" She, uh, I haven't seen it myself, so I, you know, I'm. Just, I would assume just she hated, from, hated it. She seems like she would hate it, but like, I'm gonna go with the opposite and say she liked it. No, she didn't like it. She didn't. Okay. She didn't hate it though. But she was just like, she just has this like recently. I guess it's because she's pregnant, maybe or something. It's just like recently, like most movies I try to show her, she's just like, "This isn't good." And she just goes to sleep. So like. <laughs> She was she wasn't into it, but that, yeah. and that's fine. But uh, I rewatched it, and uh, I'll be honest. Like this was uh, this is my t- this is on my top one hundred, and this is like a five out of five for me. And this is it dropped big time. That's like depressing. This, I know. Right. I, I love this movie. When we were I know, and I said in my review on Letterbox, obviously that the the script is just so clumsy. Like it's poorly written mm. at best, and, I, and it's not written by the Hughes brothers. It's written by some friend of theirs, I guess. Like they all came up with the story together, and they, this guy wrote the script. And it's just so, like, it's rushing so hard to get to, like, where it's going 
that you lose all like there's just so many shortcuts like okay so the uh Freddie Rodriguez is in it, and he plays like their Hispanic friend, you know, like their mm-hmm. token Hispanic friend. <laughs> uh, and um, the uh, he he's like in the, later in the film, he's going to help them rob an armored truck using like a C four bomb that he made. Mm. So all through the movie, instead of like giving any, instead of just like you know, I mean, because I guess because they feel like we have to show that he knows how to make a bomb, otherwise it's weird that he made a bomb. So instead of just saying he was in Nam, you know, obviously he probably learned how to do stuff in Nam, you know. They have to show him at the beginning of the movie, he's got this Zippo. He's constantly playing with his Zippo in the background of scenes. It's like, this is like lazy way of saying, yeah, he's like totally into fire. He's like a pyromaniac. And then when he, when uh, when Lorenz Tate's character comes back from Nam, he sees him in a bar and he's like, yo, man, what's up? And they all like hug and everything. And he's like, oh, man, I heard you fucked up your hand. And, and Frederick is like, yeah, man, I, I, I messed up my hand real bad. But they taught me everything there is to know about explosives. And then they just start talking about something else. And it's just like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, what kind of a line is that? What just just so we know. So whenever he wow. makes that C4 bomb, we know he knows how to make C4 right, bomb. Oh, yeah. Because right. they taught him everything he needs to know about explosives. Like, it's just such a bullshit script. I hate it. It was terrible. And I was just getting really <laughs> frustrated while I was watching that's, it. That's uh, upsetting. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, that's not the only thing. That's probably the most egregious thing. But, like, mm. there's a lot of, like... Just poor, like, 101 screenwriting kind of stuff going on in oh, it. This reminds um, me of when we rewatched uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Yeah. It just, yeah. just uh, saddened brutal. me. Brutal, yeah. <sighs> it is, it's similar to that experience. It's almost better not to go back and watch some of these things. <laughs> I, well, but, I mean, that's not to say that the movie's bad, though. I mean, there's, still, there's still moments in it that are powerful, and there are moments in it that are really incredibly well-made. And, like, I mean, the violence still is... Impeccable. What about the ending? I love the ending because I love the Still ending. Good? I love the ending because of how dark it is. Like it's just so like a, it's just so real. It's like here's this guy, he fucked his life up. He's going to jail. The end. Like there's no redemption for him at all. Like he just he he literally just makes the decision to go to Nam. Fucks his whole life up. <clears throat> yeah. From then on out, it's and it's like <laughs> that's that's all there terrible. is, you know. And um. I love the, the, the courtroom scene with Martin Sheen cameos as the judge. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. And he says, uh, he says I was in World War II, a real war. Uh, it's so <laughs> fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's, wow. it's epic. And then Lorenz Tate throws his chair at him. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. It's incredible. It's a pretty powerful scene. Yeah, that scene rules. I mean, that's <clears> great. And, like, there are, and there are moments like that peppered throughout, but there are also these other, you know, it's just like, ugh, that was brutal. And it's like uh. some of the acting, like um, – during the Vietnam sequence, their platoon leaders played by this white guy. I don't know who he is. I feel like I've never seen him in anything else, and he's not good. Like Maybe he for is, a reason. He mm. is not on the level of the other actors in the film, and that's saying something because, <coughs> honestly, like the other actors in the film aren't that great. Like Lorenz Tate gives a his performance is serviceable, and it's good in a way that like he shows a little bit of range because at the beginning of the movie he's playing like a kid version of himself, and he's real. He does that really well. And mm-hmm. then he tr- turns into this, like, kind of more stoic, like, badass kind of character. Yeah. You get it because he's been to Nam and he's, you know, like, that's understandable. So it's a good character shift, but he's not he's not the best. And he's got some, like, weird ticks and stuff. But, like, this this platoon leader guy is just awful. Like, he doesn't know how to deliver lines. And he just feels <laughs> like he's not, um, like I say, he's just not on their level. So, mm. But, I mean, overall, still perfectly watchable, uh, still enjoyable, but, you know, just could stand to be like 40 minutes longer just to just mm. to clean it up just to like get more information how long is it 
it's two hours, just under two. It's like an hour and fifty nine minutes. Hmm. But it's like the just the robbery, the fact that they want to rob this thing, it just comes out of nowhere. It's just like we should just rob this armored truck. I'm like yeah, and then it's like cuts to a scene where they're planning the robbery, and it's just like. How did we, I understand how we got here because they're poor and he lost his job and stuff, but it just seems like such a gigantic leap to say, okay, let's go murder all these armored truck It almost seems like the movie money. would have been better just axing the whole Vietnam thing and just having them be bank robbers, like career robbers or something. You know, I don't yeah. know. Like, you know, it, it seems really bloated. I could see that. Like yeah. the way you're talking about it. Like, yeah, I mean – that's, well, I, I couldn't say it's bloated because, like I said, it could be. It needs to be longer. In my opinion, it needs to be longer. <laughs> yeah, it just it needs it needs to be longer with a different script. I think if you wrote the script properly, it needs to be like forty minutes. Why longer. do they rob? Because the, he lost his job. Okay. Oh, and because his uh, sister in law is while. like a Black Panther, and she's against That's the right. system, so she's got her own reason to do it. And because uh, Keith David, okay. who's like his mentor, is like a, cr- a career criminal, so obviously he wants to do it. Chris Tucker is a heroin addict, so he wants to do it. <laughs> and I'll say Chris, Chris, Chris Tucker, the shining light of the film. I mean, yeah. he's just great. He's like, always, everything yeah. that comes out of his mind is amazing. <laughs> I mean, his mind. Everything that comes out of his mouth is amazing. <laughs> and uh, it's just like just there's so many uses of motherfucker in here. Just like they use it like normal people would use the F word. Come here, motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. It's, just, it's, it's incredible. And I just love uh, Chris Tucker in the nineties, man. Just bring him back. I don't, he's great. Yeah. It's yeah. just unfortunate that the, uh, yeah, that this really dropped off. I remember watching, rewatching from hell when I was younger and it dropping off too. And I feel like it's just a Hughes brothers thing. Like their movies just don't stand up. But again, mm-hmm. I like, well, I mean, last time I saw Menace of society, it ruled. So I don't know who knows. And he's, uh, one of the, I think it's Albert Hughes is directing the, uh, that caveman movie about the dog, uh, oh, alpha alpha. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. It's apparently his, his first film that he's going to direct by himself. His brother directed uh book of Eli. Which, that was pretty successful. It was successful. Yeah, that was, it was, that was well, a good movie. I didn't like it, but I mean, it was it was successful Maybe. though. Yeah, I mean, like that was yeah, that was a movie. I watched the first time. I was like, this is fucking amazing, and then second time I was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's some decent stuff, but other, but you know, so whatever. Dead Presidents three three and a half. I think I maybe it went three point seven five or something. Right. But it's uh, you know, it's just a sad day. Uh, I just have the uh, Operation okay. Avalanche and okay. our feature. All right. I only have one more, so. Let's see. I'll, com- I'll com- combine these two. Um, let's see. I watched Room 666. Nice. Directed by Vim Vendors. A camera and a tape recorder in a hotel room. And Steven a bunch- Spielberg. And a bunch of... <laughs> Well, actually, like the the funny thing was, like, um, of all the directors that uh, that they had speak, I thought Herzog and Spielberg had the best, more well, most interesting things to say. the The premise is, uh, vendors puts all these famous directors in a hotel room and asks a question about. Like relating uh, TV and is cinema dying? And this was at Cannes, wasn't it? Yeah, around uh, yeah, like, like it was in a hotel room. I yeah, think, yeah, while they were. What at year Cannes. was it? Do you remember? Eighty two. Eighty two. Early eighties. <clears throat> yeah. Burden of Dreams era. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. it was an interest, an interesting concept. But like you know, some of them are like. 
no, it's not dying. Or they're like, yeah, it is. And then they go off. Yeah. And like Antonioni was on there, wasn't he? Yeah. Antonioni, yeah. Yeah. And he, <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like him anymore. Yeah. I used to like him. Well, like the funny thing was, like, like Godard, like, I was gonna rewatch him. I just don't like him. Yeah, you I like mean, to blow up when you rewatch it? I gave it like a four. It was good. That's it. Okay. The other, the other ones weren't good. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was um, like the, the one with Godard, who, like, I was like, okay, is he still reading the question? Like, did vendors like give them like a pa- give him like a page worth of material? Because he's like looking at the paper and you know like gesturing with his cigar and just kind of rambling. So it's like, okay, that's pretty crazy. Whatever. How many? How many like directors were there though? Like, yeah. at that time, yeah, that's it was like a lot were, of 13, they were the 14? ones, yeah, yeah. At the time, those were um, the big the big names. Yeah, yeah, like Herzog had just done Fitzcarraldo. Um, Think about uh, Spielberg was there, but it's weird. Like Godard was there, and it's like I don't know, twenty years after his biggest movie. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like same, same with uh, same with Antonioni. He's extremely prolific. He's still a lot of movies coming out. I mean, Hail Mary, I think, came out in eighty one or eighty eighty or eighty one, which big, which was a big deal. Okay, but I mean, uh, it's like think about think about if like they tried (laughs) to do that now. Like, it'd yeah, be, like, so like, many no-name, like, nobody's doing it. Like, offs It'd be, like, Michael Haneke and, like, 16 other guys that nobody's heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and maybe Spielberg with, <laughs> and the, with the post. J.J. <laughs> Abrams would definitely be there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who directed the Lego movie would probably be, you know what I mean? Like, these, like, it'd just be, like, a bunch yeah. of, like, random, like, Hollywood James people. Gunn. Uh, yeah. Well, is cinema dying? That's, I, I mean. Yeah, I mean. If they seriously did this now, it would be a shit show. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Well, this is that. I mean, this well, is thirty years like, ago. So, was cinema dying in eighty two? Is the, was the question? Yeah, 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 which is funny because oh, like, Hail came out in eighty five. By the way, okay, but yeah, it's funny. Like they're talking about how, like you know, um, you know, like movies are starting to look more like TV, and like more people are not going to the cinema. Um, more people are just wanting to watch stuff on VHS, and it's interesting because you know. That's that's an argument that's still going on to this day. Yeah. They're like, you know, how do we get people? How do we get people into the theaters? And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of people want to watch at home, but there's still the theater experience. That so. argument was premature in 1982, way premature. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, you, like like home video is in its infancy in '82. So I mean, like yeah, the yeah. idea of like people aren't going to go to the theater anymore. Get fucked. It's 2018. I mean, dude, even in, even until like 2005, TVs sucked. I mean, yeah. like I mean, yeah. TVs <laughs> Renaissance started. I mean, if you say if you want to say like like the whole like cinema on television started with Sopranos probably, and that was in '99. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really get there until they went widescreen. And then all the other stations yeah. started, like all the other cable stations started trying to compete, like Mad Men and things like that. So it's like, I mean, yeah, it's like only recently has TV become cinematic in, yeah, any, in yeah. any way. And I mean, it still has some growing to do as well. I mean, I don't think it's I don't, sure. TV is nowhere I mean, near cinema. Reach. Cinema is cinema is in, is is in capsule form. So I mean, it's like TV can never be like cinema because TV is all about plot. Like TV yeah. is about pushing plot forward. Yeah. So unless you get. Uh, I mean, like obviously, like Lynch's uh, Lynch's Twin Peaks thing, yeah. his revival this last year is a that's probably as close to actual cinema as you're going to get on television. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you have like random stuff here and there. You know, a lot of a lot of HBO stuff. You know, like True, the first season of True Detective, The Wire. You know, stuff like that that's long form that has a very you know 
technology is getting better. So, you know, like, yeah, TV used to like look really cheap because it was, you know, produced very cheaply because they had to, you know, be able to afford to do it, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month. So, but now with, you know, and you see that in uh, regular cinema too, like the, you know, anyone can go out and get a digital camera and make a pretty fantastic looking movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and like, you know, TV and, and movies, like they're different. Um, yes, they're kind of, they're, there's a lot of things that are similar about them, but in the end, you know, one is one thing and one is another, and there are different conventions to each and you know they each they each have their strengths and they each have their weaknesses and you know like and especially i guess like 82 is kind of like the end of the quote-unquote new hollywood kind of thing where you know like george lucas in 77 ushered in the era of blockbusters and so you know auteurs you know kind of had to go in a different route if they wanted to make movies so i could see where they where vendors would be coming from with that question. But yeah, I mean, it's like with anything you have your peaks and you have your valleys and like, even, you know, there might be a year where like, it's just shit movies all year, (laughs) but like there's one that was actually really fucking good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's an interesting question to debate, but you know, I'm, that kind of that kind of question, like you're you're always going to get a lot of varied answers and opinions. So. It, it just seems like it's a it's a question for debate. I, yeah. I'd say it's not a question that has an answer. So. It seems like people held those directors though in higher regard. Yeah, than, I mean today, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? What do you mean? I just like I, more respect for like just film in general back then. Like, I, I don't know that. about film in general. I'd say I say those directors and, but, have I mean, more like, respect. They're film. They're film. Those directors have more respect because their films are better. You think so? I mean, Godard and I mean, Herzog I mean, yeah. are making films. That, I mean, what 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 today is coming <laughs> close to that? True. Yeah, and uh, 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 Fastbender is on there as well. Fa- I mean, oh, that's um, right. He's on yeah. there. I forgot yeah. about that. Even Vendors, like what? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what comes close to these directors now? Like to, we're in a totally different landscape of cinema where it's like what Kevin was saying with the technology thing. It's like. They're so we're so oversaturated with content now mm. that that we look at TV and cinema like they're the same thing when they're not at all. Like just because yeah. like uh, Scorsese directs an episode of television doesn't make it a film, you know, or yeah. because Lynch makes his uh, because Lynch isn't making films anymore and he makes Twin Peaks and then we consider it some kind of eighteen hour film. It's not like they're shows. Like I mean. TV shows are TV shows. I mean, it's blurring. Know? Like especially with Netflix, it's it's completely blurred. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's like utterly blurred. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think it's blurred for most people, but I think like the, I, I mean, even Netflix releases TV shows and they release movies. They release yeah. Bright yeah, with yeah. Will Smith, which is a movie. And Actually, I saying, thought that was a show. Oh, well, it's a, it's a movie. <laughs> I kept seeing the ad, I'm like, the fuck is this show? What is nah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Ayer directed it, but it's like, a, oh, wow, I huh. mean, it's just a, you know, it's like a, it's their attempt at a blockbuster, you know? And yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, the, the idea of like. TV is the new cinema, I think, is a joke. Like, I don't think you yeah. can't replace what cinema is on television unless you make just make movies and show them on TV. I mean, TV is a different like long form storytelling is not what cinema is. Yeah. Cinema is about a single experience. So, 
Yeah. To me, anyway. Yeah, and, you know, like, going to the theater, seeing it on a huge screen with a really nice sound system. Like, oh, yeah, that's important like, yeah, too, some sure, people, yeah, some people can sound, afford to do that. Sound is definitely important for me the most. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, when you're watching something at home, like, unless you have, like, a surround sound setup or something, I, I don't know. Yeah, because, and even then, it's, like, really distracting because I feel like most, most, like, 5.1 or 7.2 stuff is made for, like, a certain yeah. space. So, like... Like, I remember hearing, like, I was watching um, A Man for All Seasons and wondering, like, why certain characters were, like, in the background. I was like, oh, it's in the back speaker. (laughs) And, like, this is a movie that, like, you know, came out before 5.1, so it's going to sound goofy. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to find, you know, just the two-channel, the stereo on here. And most importantly, being just locked into the, the theater experience. Like, you, you bought, yeah. you're paying to go in, and it's, you, you're you're dead set on seeing this. You know, it's not like at home where I pause it and yeah. take a piss, eat something, forget about it, watch it seven days later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. It's an event. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an event. It's a minor event, but it's an event, you know. So, yeah, well, uh, what did you give that out of uh, five? I gave it a three. I mean, it's only like 45 minutes long, and some of this, like I said, some of the stuff. If it had been feature length, you'd have given it a five. <laughs> Just kidding. Like, I, would, I wouldn't say that. It's only uh, two-thirds of a movie length, so I'm going to give it a three out of five. <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's, there's, like, you know, there's just not a whole lot to it. So, sure, yeah, and I'm just kidding around with you. Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, like I said, like, some of the ones, it's like, okay, like, you're, like, um... There was, like, a Brazilian director who, like, really had an axe to grind against, like... I remember she, there being she, a few she that said, I didn't electronic know. films. And I was like, what do you mean electronic films? Yeah. This is this is 82. Like, yeah. digital hasn't even been invented They're yet. They're shooting on VHS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um... I don't remember that at all. Maybe she's talking yeah, about the early days of Pixar. Maybe. The uh, early days. They, they, I think they had made the lamp short. Like, when they then. were still in high school. Oh, right, oh yeah. really? Yeah, I think in the late when they when early eighties, like the late seventies was like when they started. Really? Huh? really? I, I don't know. I, I okay. thought it was the late eighties when they started. Me, here's yeah, me being totally wrong, probably. I don't know. Let's see. I was like uh, these dudes were probably in high school when they just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, hurt like Herzog talking about like you know. Like, of course, Herzog would say this. Like, Began you know, in 1979 as Graphics Group, part of Lucasfilm Computer Wow. Oh, that is so early. That's what I thought. And now they it, – it's funny. Actually, that's really funny because that's they've come crazy. back into the fold since they've been bought by Disney. Yeah. And oh, Disney owns, wow. owns Lucasfilm. So. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is insanely early. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I don't think they were really doing a whole lot, though, in, in, uh, in the early 80s. I think they were right. just kind of like – so they were more like just an effects company instead of like a film studio? The graphics group is one-third of the computer division of Lucasfilm was launched in 79 with the hiring of Kat Mull of, from NYIT, uh, where he was in charge of Computer Graphics Lab. He was then reunited with Smith, who also made the journey from NYIT, blah, 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 blah. They produced a few frames of an experimental film called The Works, I guess in 79. Hmm. And then they worked on Star Trek II, Young <laughs> Sherlock Holmes with Industrial Light and Magic. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and then Return of the Jedi, et cetera, et cetera. They started working on the CG stuff in 83. They started working on computer animation. They made a, they apparently made a, a founded a new computer guided animation studio called Cadabrascope as a subsidiary of his Chuck E. Cheese Pizza Time Theater. So Noah, Noah, 
Nolan Bushnell did this. And, uh... Wow. Something about Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know what's Chuck going on. E. Cheese and Pixar are yeah. related? It's amazing. Somehow. Who knew? I'd have Two to read titans more of, of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, then they started making shorts. This is more like mid-80s when they started making shorts. Okay. Wow. Okay, interesting. Anyway. Okay, well, uh, I, uh, I re-watched Platoon. Been wanting to rewatch it for a while, uh, telling Nicole that we should watch it. What do you guys think Nicole thought about this one? Platoon? <laughs> you you kind of have to like Platoon. I don't yeah. know. I don't think she really liked it very much. She said it was okay. Uh, she <laughs> she's just she's hard to please these days. But yeah. um, she was like she's like it was okay. But anyways, it's uh, directed by Oliver Stone from 1986. It's a uh, you know the I think it's probably the most like typical Vietnam film that there is. I mean, I think it's yeah. like the Vietnam film. I would say it's it's the mm, yeah. I would say it's the purest because it's it's about grunts in Vietnam. I instantly think of Apocalypse Now when I think of Vietnam. Yeah, but, but it's that's not, just but me. Like, yeah, no. but Apocalypse Now is like elevated. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, not, Apocalypse <laughs> Now is dealing in metaphor and allegory and stuff. Yeah, and this yeah, movie yeah. is not just, at all. Yeah, this movie just, is literally just about a guy who goes to Vietnam and fights. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's great. It's uh, everybody's in it. Everybody who is in it is great, and there are a lot of people in it. Yeah, uh, like, like Willem Dafoe, Tom Berenger, Johnny Depp, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Keith David again. Yeah, I've uh, just seen him in Dead Presidents. He's in this. Um, Charlie Sheen is even really great in it. Uh, Kevin Dillon is in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all the acting is superb. Uh, I love the whole storyline with the lieutenant who they don't respect at all. And the whole scene, yeah. <laughs> the scene when he comes in and tries to like make small talk with him while they're playing poker, <laughs> and uh, and they're like, "You, you want to play with us, LT?" Because they're trying to, they're like, they're like being like fake nice to him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "No, who wouldn't want to get raped by you guys?" <laughs> and it's like such an awkward thing to say yeah. in this company of these guys. And, um, and John C. McGinley in that yeah, movie, John C. Man, McGinley he is, is so great. great. He really is terrific. I forgot about him. He's really he is uh, one of the standouts. I'd say. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, it's just uh, oh, and uh, the guy who plays Bunker in Point Break is in it. The the guy who uh, punch, <laughs> wow. punches uh, who punches Keanu Reeves in the waves. He's like, stay yeah. off my wave. <laughs> that guy, he's in it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> he's actually got a lot of lines too. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just a solid war film. Mm. Uh, you can see why it won all the Oscars that it won. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think everybody, like I said, just the performances are really what's great about it, and the story. And there's just certain scenes that are really tense, like the the scene when um, Tom Berenger eavesdrops while they're ta- they're talking about killing Tom Berenger, like yeah, in their, yeah. in their barracks or whatever. And he's sitting outside, and he's like, he's like, you gonna kill me? And then he walks in, and he's like drunk off of the whiskey, mm. and he just talks about how you know uh, he goes, you don't know anything about killing, you don't know anything about death, and he's you know he's just really it's just a really intense scene, and yeah. he gets into a fight with Keanu Reeves. I mean, this <laughs> point break on the brain now uh, with uh, Charlie Sheen, and um, yeah, I can't. Even, what if Keanu Reeves was playing the Charlie Sheen role? That'd be great. It'd be so great. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know what to think about that. Yeah, there's. I'd have to see it. Oh, and um, one of my favorite scenes too, and just totally like I forget about it every time until I see it. Is after they, um, you know, their their platoon like uh, pillages this village and they burn yeah, the yeah. whole place. And uh, Tom Berenger like murders a few people and they burn they burn the whole place down. And um, Charlie Sheen finds like three or four of his platoon members trying to rape a woman, and he like 
he gets really like mad and like self righteous about it. You know, it's yeah, like screaming yeah. at them, you know, fucking animals. You know, and it, that scene is really powerful, man. There's and they spit in they spit in his face. Like one of the guys just spits, and you could totally tell. You could tell it's like totally improv. Like because Charlie Sheen, like he like sort of doesn't know how to react to it. Like it just <laughs> happens, and he's like fucking animals. Like he's just like really, yeah, like, he's yeah. seriously mad. And it's it's just a great scene. But uh, it always and it reminds me of like I immediately wanted to rewatch Casualties of War, <laughs> even though like I'd, <laughs> I've seen it in like the last year. But I love Casualties of War too. I'm going to make a top top ten Vietnam films. I really I really want to see yeah. Hamburger Hill now. I haven't I've never oh, seen yeah. it and uh, <laughs> never seen it. It's like the only Vietnam film I've never seen. So, uh. but uh, that's it for me. So Operation Avalanche. I did not get a chance to rewatch this. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> but. Uh, I wow. re- I remember a lot about it, so we can talk about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was um one. It was on my top ten of the year last year, so mm. it was a fantastic uh, film. I thought I really enjoyed it. That's those are my thoughts on it. <laughs> um, I thought it was. I'm just gonna spoil it, but uh, I liked it better than The Dirties by okay. far. So let's hang on. Let's just say what this is about. So Operation Avalanche is a movie directed by Matt Johnson. It's about the uh, two CIA agents who are uh, trying to. uh, I forget. Are they the ones faking the landing? Yeah, they come up with the idea. Yeah, they come up. Well, Matt Johnson does. Yeah, to fake the the moon landing. Yeah, they they overhear that uh, NASA can't actually land on the moon. They can only orbit it for a little while. So like, they're looking for a mole. They're looking for the Russian mole. Yeah, yeah. and they stumble across that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so that's yeah. what the film is about, and it's a, it's a period piece, and it's found footage. So, yeah. um, Jonathan liked uh, this way better than the Dirties. Continue. <laughs> I thought it, it borrowed a lot from the Dirties, like a lot of ideas, and just made a way better film, like a lot more focused. Uh, the sets were amazing, like the found footage, the actual found footage. They are the the stock footage that they used was great. Um, yeah, some of the scenes they—I I guess they just had a big ass budget or something. But like, like some of the scenes were just like micro budget. Really? Yeah. Because there were scenes where up. like there's so many people in like '60s garb and like mm. cars on the street. I, I just—I don't know. I was just like, that's got to cost a lot of money <laughs> to set that up. But uh, my—I think my only problem was like, uh, really, it's like a technical one because I, I was really into it. But then there's this one scene where. Uh, they're at Mission Control, like, filming, and, like, Matt Johnson comes up, and he's like, what are you doing in here? What are you doing? And it just looked, like, super fake, like he's in, this, <laughs> in the scene at uh, Mission Control. But all the other ones looked really real. I know it was just really out of place for that one. But uh, I don't know. What did you think of so it? So it said they had a full budget of $1.25 million and a physical budget of just 400000 Wow. And uh, they said uh, this, this, this website is called – this uh, article is called Operation Avalanche Faking the Moon Landing with the Black Magic camera, I think it's going to say, or maybe software. I can't remember what Black Magic is exactly. Mm. But, um, I mean, I know they shot it on digital. The Black Magic so. is a camera, I think. Yeah, Black Magic camera. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, – That's yeah. crazy. Um, so this is – Johnson such- and his team needed to keep costs down. This was helped by their – need to be discreet using forcing them sorry to use no additional lighting as well as the use of small lavalier mics with zoom recorders their choice of lenses old bolex glass from the 40s and 50s also helped keep costs down while helping them to achieve a filmic look hmm interesting they said the half of their budget 
was used to license music for the film. <laughs> I think it was the same. Clearwater Revival. Yeah, I think it was the same for the Dirties. Um, like, <clears throat> yeah, like forty-five grand or something went into the music that was in yeah, the Dirties. Night. That's great. Something like that. It was like like they made the movie like real cheap, and then like an astronomical amount was spent on music for it. First thing I want to say is the tagline for this movie. Somebody know. is obviously a Seinfeld fan. What's the tagline? It's not a lie if you believe it. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I th- I thought I thought it was a really like, you know, very well-made movie, but I didn't like I don't know, it was the acting and the um the overall tone of the movie, I thought, was kind of all over the place, and it didn't really sit that well with me. That and Matt Johnson's acting is not of the period. No. <laughs> I mean, like... I felt like he was going, what's up, dude? What's up, going on? I got like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the fact that, like, you know, he's, like, working for the CIA, and he's yeah. such a fucking goober. I mean, it's, 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 I mean like, it's hard to tell that it's, like... It's partially a comedy. Like it's hard. Like because you you feel like it. I mean, I don't know if it is. I I don't know how it's classified. Yeah. See that that was the thing. I was laughing like, a lot of shit, and I'm like, I, is this is this a comedy? <laughs> yeah. Like like and you know like I don't I don't mind like you know genre you know genre bending. Yeah. Yeah. But it it but like the overall a tone, real gender bender a real gender bender. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a little, little preview of what's to come. Yeah. Good. But yeah, it was like I, I don't know, like so so like you're going on and yeah, like these two kind of goofy guys and like yeah, there's a little bit of, you know, like the Russian mole and then like the scene with the car and everything. But then all of a sudden like the last like I I don't know, 20 minutes of the movie, it just goes real fucking dark, yeah. real quick. Much But at the, the same but at the same time, <laughs> the whole ending felt like so dragged out. Hmm. I, it, I, I liked the ending. I don't know. I, I, I liked how it just went fucking off the rails. Like it just, uh, it was just kind of. I don't crazy. know. It just, it just felt like I, I felt like tonally they could have set it up a little bit better and like just made it a little yeah. more even. Um, and yeah, you know, nothing against like comedy in one scene, drama in the next, but like this felt just really like uneven, like like jarringly so. This movie is classified as a uh, drama mystery thriller on IMDb. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Which Indeed. makes sense. I don't I don't think it was uh, uh I definitely don't think it's as com- as, as attempting to be comedic as The Dirties is. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I, yeah, it's definitely funny. I remember being uh I remember the the thing that the if I had an issue with it, I mean I really 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 liked it when I saw it. So if I had an issue with it, uh it would have been that uh just a confusion of the fact that Matt Johnson was named was playing a character named Matt Johnson who was a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. his friend Owen was playing yeah. a guy named Owen. Right. And so it was just like this is a little weird. It feels like so you are Matt Johnson in this movie, but you're like what are you like a time traveler? Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just really strange. Yeah, because again, yeah, he's not playing period at all. Like he's playing like like he's playing as if he knows what's going on and nobody else does. Yeah. Kind of in a way. Yeah, so, yeah. But uh, but I I I just really enjoy um i enjoy matt johnson as a as a personality in his films in these two films and uh in this film just what i remember is just it being really like exciting i don't know i just enjoy like everything that was happening i was like just the just the added on like i enjoyed the story of it i liked all the 
uh, intrigue and everything. But then at the same time, I was just like having fun trying to figure out how they're doing stuff. Yeah. Like when he meets Kubrick, like how like it looks really good. See, mm-hmm. that's what I was saying. That looked really good, and all of that stuff looked good except for that Mission Control one. It looked so bad. Yeah. Like he just looked like he was cut out. <laughs> I re- I remember that too. Yeah. Now that you're saying, but it, yeah. uh, I love the parts when they're like they're like making the pictures and he's like moving the, the moving the earth around on the moon surface. <laughs> just like, just like just doctoring everything. It was, a, it was pretty it's amazing. It's a little too square. Yeah. Camera. yeah. <laughs> it's like, but yeah. And I, I like the, uh, they just get the suit. They go out to the desert. They're like, all right, we're going to shoot something. And he's just like, he's like walking around. He's like, this looks, then, then the guy comes in later on. He's like, this, this or their manager or whatever comes yeah. in. He's like, this, this looks, looks like, like shit. shit. <laughs> like, what are you like? Yeah. One rock. Like, this looks like shit. No, it's like a test. <laughs> yeah. It was like, this was good enough for the director, man. Yeah. Well, it's not good enough for me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, really good. Really good stuff. Really, which so, is well made. Like, I can't yeah. believe the budget was so small. Like, mm. it's, that's ridiculous. He really makes a budget sing. It, <laughs> and yeah, like they, they see the car outside of the studio, and they're like, oh, mm. and they're like "Hey, what's it going? Hey!" And like, they, they, yeah, like he they, tries to run him over or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it gets pretty intense after that. And the guy pulls the gun, starts unloading on. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I sh- I remember there being the uh, like they bury the film. He does. Yeah, he, like, he, he goes out. Up. And, yeah. yeah, he. What's all that about? He buries me. it. That was like the like his like director's cut, cut like yeah. op, like Operation Avalanche. I think where, it was like, before he thought he was going to get killed. Yeah, like he's like, I'm going to bury it. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they were like, destroy everything, you know, get rid of it. And he's like, okay, destroy it, burns everything, buries his film. Then he's like, oh shit, they're going to kill us. And he, go, I think he goes back to get it for for like leverage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because then he calls he calls the director at the bar, and then but then yeah. he find was that yeah that's after he finds that Owen's dead and yeah. like maybe hanged himself, but maybe he probably, was murdered. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, and yeah, I don't like that that whole thing. Like, just didn't sit very well with me. It's like I'm I'm not a big fan of conspiracy theory movies in the first place. So like yeah, so then all of a sudden like oh the government's out to get us and you know. They they staged a suicide and et cetera et cetera and then they, and then playing fortunate son at the end I was like eh, this, now this feels so this feels so insincere you don't like the fact you don't like government conspiracy because they because I think they're ridiculous uh, and not like like I can, you know like suspension of disbelief is one thing but it's like okay you're just trying to hammer you're just trying to Jesus sorry there's like well hold on. Do you hear this? Yeah, I do hear that. What is that? I don't know. What the fuck? Some, some snow. It's gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, cool. Go ahead and mark that. I just yeah. think, uh, I mean, I think within the, but I mean, within the realm of this film, this film is about the government faking the yeah, moon yeah. landing. But which uh, is like, obviously like, that's a ridiculous conspiracy theory. But if you're accepting that that's what's happening, or is it? I know. If you're <laughs> yeah. accepting that that's what's happening, then I think it's pretty well within reason to assume that they're, they're able to kill a man, you know? Yeah, I know, but it's just. And gov- the government certainly has killed people. I mean, honestly, I know. Honestly, I've never, I've never given this kind of conspiracy, well, especially the moon landing, the faking of the moon landing, any, like, any credit or attention at all. But watching this movie, like sometimes I'm like, this, like this is this is just so well made. Like they're like they're making me believe that like this is possible. I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I can I can see that. It, it just 
and it didn't connect with me. Can we just okay? Let's just back up. I'm sorry. So, are you saying that you're not no. seriously considering no, them? Not okay. at all. <laughs> not, <laughs> I missed not that. at all. It's just okay. like it's just like the way they portrayed it. It was like it. It, it just like it, they, it, they really couldn't <laughs> think them. <laughs> It's just it's so crazy. Like I don't like they they just show like like a lot more than like you would get out of. Sure, I remember seeing a picture once, and it was like here's a picture of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on the moon or something like that. It was like two people on the moon, and they were like, and they were like, you ever think about this? Who's taking the fucking picture? (laughs) And then I was like, oh man, that's a good point. They just blew this thing wide open, and then you go look it up, and it's like the camera's attached to the lander, and it's automatic. And yeah, like, it's, yeah, like, it's just yeah. Like, there's always just a simple explanation. And like, yeah. I think one of the biggest ones is like, why aren't, why don't you see any stars in the background? There's no stars; it's just pitch black. And like the well, that's like the reflection of the the sun on the on the surface, like yeah. b- like blacks out the sky. Right. Yeah. Well, also the film stock was shitty in the late yeah. '60s, <laughs> even with NASA. Shoot it with 4K now and see how it looks. I yeah, mean, you know, exactly. You'll like, see everything. Yeah, and like, well, it, honestly, it wasn't even stock; it was just video. Like it was like streaming video, which is like even worse. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Brutal. Yeah, and and like, you know, there's also like, you know, why isn't the flag waving? And it's like (laughs) there's no atmosphere. There's no atmosphere. There's no wind. It's gonna go in the direction that it's pushed. But you know, you fucking science shill. They say the flag is entirely white now because of Bleaching really? by the sun for the last forty or fifty years. I wouldn't be surprised. And like, suppose, and I've also heard that like moon dust is like super fucking corrosive, like acid it's level ultra corrosive. fine. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts is whenever they're uh, they're they're faking the moon landing. They're like on the set or whatever. And I, <laughs> he's got the he's got the the lead feather and the hammer. Like she's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, Isaac, yeah. Isaac Newton was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the fact like. What the fuck is this? What are you talking about? It's the it's the lo- it's the lunar it's the lunar module. We spent forty five thousand dollars on this. <laughs> really? Oh, don't even don't you do that, really, man? Like, what are you gonna say that you could have done better? <laughs> like, I don't know, just saying. <laughs> so funny. And I like the whenever they went to the Kubrick set and like they they talk about how you know they he gathers the information or whatever, and they come back and he explains the uh, the. The rear project or front, yeah, yeah. front projection? What was it called? Rear, front, front or pr- rear? I thought it was rear. Rear, okay. rear, rear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and they had like the the glass with the like tilted glass inside. It was pretty crazy. That was yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. I remember seeing that the first time. Like the the uh, how they do a floating thing with glass. Yeah. I was like, that's I had no idea. That's how they did that. That's crazy. <laughs> like that's genius. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, I when I watched this, which was uh, probably a year and a half ago, I, I gave it a four and a half. Wow, I gave it a four. I uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. Three and a quarter. So. Sweet. So uh, I guess we'll move on now to our uh, feature. Uh, how do I scratch myself? I'm bleeding here. Oh, God. Sorry. I, uh, the, our uh, feature deep dive here, Matt Johnson's The Dirty. So his film that he made before Operation Avalanche, mm-hmm. which uh, Kevin Smith helped him get distribution for. Mm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, is a film about a uh, couple of high school filmmakers who are making a movie about the gang in their school and things get a little weird. To say the least. <clears throat> so what do you guys think of The Dirties? Mm. I actually liked it better than Operation Avalanche because I thought it was emotionally it was a lot more resonant and a lot, a lot more like from the heart, I guess you could say, mm. as pretentious as that, as that might sound. Um 
but yeah, and like the interaction between Matt and Owen and, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. And, uh, <laughs> the whole thing where they're like, like they're like kind of sidetracked to try to uh, hook Owen up with uh, what's her face, uh, was it Chrissy was that her name? Something like that. I okay, yeah. Remember. And it's like going really well. And um, I felt I agree with uh, their uh, friendship. I felt like their I actually wrote it down that I said their friendship feels like really genuine. Like yeah, it yeah, probably is. I mean, no, I mean yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like you know, I, yeah, it feels like they were probably like actually high school friends and they're just yeah. recreating their high school moments. Yeah, right? yeah. And it seemed like, you know, like that's that was a relatable thing where like, you know, you you and your friend are like really into like this one thing and then like your friend kind of gets sidetracked by something else and yeah. you're kind of still going in one direction and you know, you're not, you know, you haven't given up on each other as friends, but you know, it's still different. So, I thought thought that was well done. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I liked it sort of. Uh I mean, I, you know, it felt... He hated this no, one. <laughs> I felt it was... I just felt it was a little, like... I like the Student filmish. <laughs> but, no! Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like... Kids in high school making a movie? Uh, like, I don't know. Anyway. That is, that's kind of a weird criticism. <laughs> no, it just... I mean, it just felt... Now, are we saying uh, it's... I don't know. Hang on, hang on, though. Are we saying it's student filmish? As in unrealistic. Like, I... Let me explain. Sure. These, okay, these guys, Owen and... Matt. Matt. These guys are not the people that get bullied in high school. The people that get bullied in high school are the guys that they were playing Magic the Gathering with. The guys with the ponytails and the the overweight guys. You know I mean? Like, I just never believed for a minute that these guys were getting beat up or... like the Matt guy's so charismatic, and it's just like I was like, this guy would be a fucking superhero in high school. Are you fucking kidding me? And, and, like, the Owen guy, like, the dude looks like he fucking plays guitar in, like, a band. And he fucking plays guitar. I, 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 it, no. I, I, for, not I for can, a minute. The whole time. I can agree. And, like, that's the thing with, like, most movies that are about bullying. Like, it seems to always be taken to such an extreme. It's like, okay, like, a little bit here and there over, like, the course of maybe, you know, yeah. a year, a couple of years or whatever. But, like... The way like the this this gang, the dirties, are like just honing in on them and like making their lives hell and then like the dude like intentionally like just drops his lunch behind Owen and be like, What you do that for, man? It's like Owen never even touched him. Like there's no there's literally no reason <laughs> for him to be like this much of a dick. Yeah. So yeah, that was I just of, thought it was a stretch. And uh Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um and also it says at the beginning it's like uh, there are scenes of graphic violence, but I'm like, and I finished it. And I was like, what, wait, what, where was the graphic violence? I'm sorry. What? Was that a joke? What, no, I'm like, was that an actual joke? I don't think it's a joke. <laughs> Cause there was, no, no, I mean, it was there, like nothing. I mean, blood well, spray. I mean, there's the, yeah, there's the shooting at the end, but like, you know, you don't I really, guess. you don't really see very much. You see them like, <laughs> You see the two guys fall on the ground. I and think like, like Matt's like, a, stop, okay. stop holding my hand, man. Stop holding my yeah. hand. Sweatpants are out, bro. I hate to laugh at because that part's not like no. that part's not funny. But like, just it's, this it's that funny. idea of like this his I love his like 
he's setting up these shootings. He's like, you know, we should like shoot these people and like say these things to them while we're shooting. <laughs> like, that's I, no, I mean, I, I'll give it that. Like, yeah, and he actually had the shirt at the end. Like, we're only here for yeah, the bad yeah. guys. <laughs> and he kept yelling at it, like, I'm only here for the bad guys. Okay, wait. Uh, yeah. the, the graphic violence thing. I was gonna say it's probably. Uh, I mean, if you're looking at this film, it's like it's found footage, so it's like. Oh right, right, right. Gra- oh, it, I kept it, forgetting about that. Yeah. It is graphic yeah. because it's real, right? It's supposed, yeah. supposed to be looked at as like this is actually something that happened. That's that true. Is happening. I, I kept forgetting. Right, right. So that would be very graphic to see actual people getting shot, right? That's so. true. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, Matt Johnson himself is great. Like he's hilarious and. I don't know. It was it was definitely fun to watch, but uh, I just thought Operation Avalanche just took some of the ideas and just made it like into like an actual film. I don't know. I think that's probably the thing. Yeah. Like you know, they had an idea with the Dirties, and then Operation Avalanche, they could kind of like yeah, you know, they had the experience under their under their belt, so they could do a better job. Yeah, you know, because like like an Operation Operation Avalanche, like Matt Johnson sitting in the room by himself, like editing the movie, and it's just like the Dirties where he's sitting in there, like mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, rewatching scenes over and over again. Yeah, yeah. which I liked. I really liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he's obsessing over things whatever but uh yeah and it was and there's similarities because like he's got like he's got like the pulp fiction poster in like his basement room i'm obsessed with all the stereotypical movies <laughs> yeah being being john malkovich so you you know like and then in, you, cock, uh, you cocksucking motherfucker you know like in usual suspects and uh and it was basically the same yeah. in uh in operation avalanche because they got the 2001 poster they got uh like lolita. i want to say they had yeah lolita and like uh, Doctor Strange Love, and I want to say they had Twelve Angry Men on there too. I could be wrong, oh, but uh, I can't remember. But um, but yeah, you know, just film nerds being film nerds. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I I uh, I love this movie. I, <laughs> it's uh, for me, this is like uh, it's not like it's not that it's way better than Operation Avalanche or anything. I like Operation Avalanche too. I just think that this is, <clears throat> I think this film is accomplishing something more than what Operation Avalanche accomplishes. Mm. Uh, and I like the... <coughs> I like the... Like, intense... Could only come from real-life experience realism of things. Like, the idea that they... When they make their film, mm. everything they do, every scene they shoot is a reference to some movie that they like. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah. that's exactly what you do when you're in yeah. high school. Yeah. And... You know, so like every line that comes out of their mouth is from some movie, you know, and 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 he's constantly reminding you of that. He's kind of looking. Like, oh yeah, it's like, see right here, I'm holding my knife like the Joker does, and that, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just like, and it's it's ridiculous, but that's like exactly what kids would do. Yeah, in yeah high school, yeah, you most know, definitely. Yeah, and the scene when they show their film to the class. Mm. And uh, where the guy says it's a real gender bender, <laughs> they're like genre genre bender. bender. Yeah, that was yeah. extremely cringeworthy. Uh, yeah. I but love also that very scene. real. I love oh, that that's scene. what I mean. Like, yeah, it yeah. was like, oh, right. God. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is real. I love it because uh, Owen's reaction is like so completely exactly what you would do in that situation. Like his yeah, whole, like, yeah. I can't look at it. I'm just going to look down. Like I'm going to put my head down on the desk. Yeah. Like he's just sad. Like he, yeah. you know, he knows nobody's going to like it. You know, <laughs> it's. I think the, the Matt John, he he walked out. He walks out yeah. and looks at it through the window of the, <laughs> yeah, of the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, so all that kind of stuff rules. And then on top of that, um, okay, well, there's that. That's one aspect. There's like three really clear aspects of why I think this movie is like a like a near masterpiece. <clears throat> there's that. There's the uh, 
the theme of mental illness in the film. So this idea of mm. him being insane but not realizing it and like trying to figure out if he is cra- like, am I crazy? Mm. The yeah, scene with yeah. his mother where he's yeah. asking her if I if do you think I'm crazy is like really. I felt like it was really emotionally affecting because she's not taking him seriously about it. And it's like she could have stopped him from doing these things had she been paying more attention. And uh, And he's reading the Columbine book. Yeah, he's reading the Columbine book the whole (laughs) time. And he's got the catcher in the rye shirt. He's wearing the shirt that uh, John wears in Elephant, the main character with the blonde hair. The bull shirt. Oh yeah. yeah! Wow. I read about that. That's not something I picked up. I wish I'd picked that up. But yeah. Wow. But um, yeah, just the theme of like this idea of of him being you know kind of detached and more into the movies and like not thinking of it, almost not thinking of the consequences of anything, not thinking of it mm. as murder, just thinking of it as you know these guys are bad. They need to get shot because that's what happens in movies. You shoot bad guys. Yeah, yeah, and um. You know, so and him and that just being and him, but the, especially the idea that he realizes that there's something wrong with that, and he's like questioning it at himself. I think is really like a like brilliant and mm, original yeah. way to go about it. Mm. And uh, finally, the humor, which is uh, just next level. For, it's just I wish I could watch this with people. I watched it by myself. <laughs> I it's the scene when they show. The teacher, their like director's cut of the oh, yeah. film, and the scene that they had shot with him, and he doesn't. He, yeah. They ask him to go, oh, and, go, oh you know, and then they cut it to <laughs> where they're shooting him. Whoa. I was just like, and the fact that they shoot him and they say, like, if they just out of nowhere they say, "Give me the keys, you cocksucker motherfucker!" <laughs> like, it makes no <laughs> sense at all. And they shoot him. I was, just, I was like, literally. Like I almost had to pause it. Like it was so funny. <laughs> I was losing it. It's really funny. And I love their the way their teacher deals with them, like how he explains to them about how they need to cut their film. Like, it's, yeah, like this is yeah. your director's cut. Now you need to get it down to PG thirteen. So we can get it into yeah. theaters. Yeah. That's so smart. Like well, that's exactly like that's the best possible response a teacher could give in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I love all that. I just and I mean the way it um, I knew what it was about and I knew I knew what was going to happen the first time I saw it, but it still kind of like floored me a little bit. Just the idea of that they would actually go through it in the way that he did and show yeah, what they yeah. show even. I agree it's not like super violent, but I'm okay with that because they're trying to get out of realism there. Like yeah. even the idea of the blood spraying on the locker is like a little bit like, yeah. I'm not sure that would happen in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I don't mind it, but it's just like. You know, they were trying to obviously go real, real with it with the GoPros. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, it's so funny too. Like the fact that like just about everything in the movie. Oh, we're doing a project, or oh, we're making a movie. And same with Operation Avalanche. Like it's this weird license that people have come to expect now. Like oh, we're just people with cameras going around looking yeah. at stuff, and it's like you know when he's like setting up the GoPros. You know the the day yeah. of. <laughs> And like, oh, I'm doing a project for Mr. Muldoon, and okay, yeah, they're just like, that's yeah. cool. Oh yeah, cool. I need to move yeah, to the school. I'm doing a project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even early. I didn't even have to show my student card or anything. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's insane too. Yeah, that's but it's like, yeah, it's it's very like real in that way too because it's like, like you said, uh, Matt Johnson's very charismatic, and I agree mm-hmm. he is. I I don't. I see what you're saying about them not being like the nerdy bullied types i guess yeah but at the same time i think they overcome that a lot by the fact that the dirties are comprised of like jocks and these uh like 
you know, back alley smoking kids like these, you know, these really uh, scuzzy kind of jerk offs. And uh, and the fact that they're I think they really do a good job of like painting who the popular kids are versus like the fact that they are sitting with those other kids and playing magic with them, which I totally forgot. They played magic together and they like magic cards all over the wall in their basement. (laughs) But um (laughs) I just want to meet Matt Johnson and play magic with him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just thought that like they they just weren't like I don't know. They weren't bullied enough. I just feel like, it's like a it wasn't different... it wasn't like extreme enough. Well I mean, like I they don't know. Sh- it I shows them like like them hit I mean that when that kid drops that food behind him, he slaps him in the face. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And he tells them to pick it up and but then they like like, like they put up. their clothes in the shower. I'm just like, yeah. this is like swirly territory like i don't know i i i thought it was gonna be yeah it's kind of like an 80s movie idea of what bullies are and maybe that's what they were going for well i mean look at look at look at how elephant does it though i mean an elephant there's literally like one scene of bullying an elephant and it's when they it's the one kid is in the class and they're spitting spitballs at him yeah but an elephant you get you get the idea that they've been bullied much worse or like for a longer period of time because of the way they act like they're 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 brooding like yeah Characters. Well, I mean, but that's okay. I, I agree. They're they're a different kind of psychopath, and Matt yeah. Johnson is a different. No, kind that, than they no, are, that's fine. Know? But I just don't buy it. Like I don't. Okay. Know. I just don't buy it. Like I, I feel like they should have been slashed, or something. I think I that, you know, I mean, they should have been like stalked, or like the only thing, he did get hit in the head with a rock. That day. yeah, that was pretty extreme. Yeah, yeah. More of that. Maybe like one more scene of that where like they they just. Like whenever they were going under the like they they left the school. I thought something was gonna happen there, too. and I was like, oh yeah. shit! Like they're going under this bridge. Why the fuck would you go under the shit? Like uh, like if they well, it was funny too because Matt Johnson's like, are you bullying me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know because like Owen's like, no, you have to help me get this girl. You have to help me get this girl. You yeah. got to come up with something, and it's like, like the fear in his eyes. Like yeah, are it you just bullying feel, me. It just felt more like to me like. Looking at it from the perspective, like my perspective of being a school teacher, okay, so like the mm. kids that I teach, which aren't comparable to these kids because they're younger and they're mostly African American, okay, or minorities in general. So, but there are nerds among them. There mm. are certainly kids who are like not into the stuff that they're supposed to be into at that age, being part of that community. And they, they're not, um, some of them are bullied. They're not obviously. It's not at this level. Nobody's throwing rocks at them or like punching them or anything like that. That was happening. There'd be you know a situation, but like uh, they're certainly like looked down upon. Like they're not, you know, they're not popular. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's fine. Like just the fact that Matt Johnson, its character Matt and Owen, that they're into magic, uh, movies. They want to make movies. Like all that stuff is. That that seems to me like that's grounds enough for them not to be popular at all, and for the, like no matter how charismatic he is, like nobody's gonna like this guy because he's just weird. He's into movies and shit. But like, see, this, I, this is stupid. But it's like everybody I it's else. More, I think it's more unbelievable that yeah. one of the dirties is in his film class with him taking the film class. Like that seems more ridiculous. I just feel me. like everybody else likes them except for these guys. This group of I don't think bullies. that because I mean, who, who, like the, the girl starts talking to them, right? And it's like she's like supposed yeah, to be the, po- the still, popular girl, and it's like yeah, and she's definitely happening because of uh, and she's Matt had Johnson's the crush idea. on him since grade three. So yeah. yeah, but okay, there's a there's a point too though. It's like you got to imagine like <laughs> these kids when they were in fifth grade, they were probably like uber. They probably were like those ponytail guys, and yeah, they've grown up and they look fine now, and they're you know well. Kempt or whatever, yeah. even though he, every time you see Matt Johnson, he's in these ridiculous like jeans with the huge holes in them. Like yeah. that alone would make you like a target. 
I would imagine, yeah, in high school. Yeah, I don't know. He looks like, ridiculous. But yeah, <laughs> I don't, it's also it's also. And he wears his like yeah like, that crazy coat like, like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Just like people, I'm just saying like when you're eccentric. Like kids aren't aren't yeah. okay with you being eccentric. Yeah. You can't be uh, different. Yeah. Like yeah. fuck you if you're different. You know, I want to go watch the football game and I want to listen to rap music and I want you know whatever it is. You know, like they don't want to go watch you know Pulp Fiction for the hundredth time and play Magic the Gathering. No matter how much you're into that and how fucking cool that shit is <laughs> in reality, objectively, you know, <laughs> it's also interesting too because it's uh, Canadian. And, uh, like, you know, not a whole lot is made of the fact that, you know, it it is taking place in Canada aside from the fact that they call it grade three. Yeah. I think it's only um, taking place in Canada because they're Canadian. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. Yeah. Personally. That was something I noticed on Operation Avalanche was the A's and they're like, A and the uh, sorry. Sorry. I was like, like, really? You can't, like, at least try to not say sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's like you're supposed to not. You're, you're in the CIA. What are you doing? <laughs> well, that, yeah, I mean, like maybe they're Canadian Goobers, CIA agents. Goobers, yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe they're from Canada and they're CIA agents. Don't. Yeah, 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 maybe. CIA doesn't hire people who aren't Americans. I I actually don't know. I don't either. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I imagine if they have the the right credentials, you could probably get in the CIA. Because you know, it's it's about it. It's about you know. Intelligence, it's exactly central intelligence agency. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I, uh, I thought, uh, let's see, you did rewatch this for this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I watched. <laughs> I fucking watched this one. <laughs> well, I had to watch this. This is the deep dive. I always watch the yeah. deep dive. What am I, Jordan? Hello. <laughs> 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 um, they use. Uh, I like how they use actual film score in the movie. So they're using like film score from other movies as their score in the, this movie. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So hmm. and then um like like what example? Oh, I don't have examples. Oh, okay. Uh, that you can read about them okay. in the credits. Okay, okay. I mean, right, there is right. a there is a composer though that's also listed, but I'm not sure which part is his score and what yeah. parts aren't. But um I just like like I just love the idea of like this how everything is a reference again, you know, just yeah, the, yeah. This, the idea that like everything they're doing, they're just recreating movie scenes. Yeah. They, yeah. Don't, they don't have any ideas. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they're just <laughs> inundated with film. So, yeah, I love it. I, uh, you guys have more to say about it or I'll do ratings right now. You're um, for ratings. Yeah. Yeah, ratings. I'll ratings. Do, I'll go full five. Really? Yeah. I okay. Wow. I think it's Surprising. a masterpiece. Uh, three and a half. Uh, 3.75. Ouch. Well, John got reamed on that one. Uh, no, so good. we're going to... Uh, we're gonna, yeah, I know. I'm just kidding around. So we'll move on to our uh, feedback. We got some feedback from our uh, friend Jimmy Ray, who writes us this It just sounds fake. Week. I, I don't know. Jimmy Ray. It sounds fake. It's you're, just his name on the thing. You're, Jimmy you're Ray. <laughs> it is uh, an actual person. We, you know. Okay. Yeah. Hi, guys. I have a question about comic book movies. Many Uh people have been disappointed with the recent DCU films. That's the DC Universe. I personally loved Wonder Woman, but was not happy with Justice League. My question, did we see Justice League? I didn't see Justice League. I did not see Justice League. My question is, do y'all think the DCU will ever gain... Oh, I'm sorry. Do y'all think the DCU will ever again reach the pinnacle set by the Nolan Batman films? Can a formerly great studio return to glory, or are they fucked for life? Thanks for the podcast. Well, for my part, I'd hmm. say they're fucked for life. 
uh, and they were fucked <clears throat> with Nolan also, especially when <laughs> Nolan was around. Yeah, and like having recently gone back and watched the Nolan movies and realizing that they aren't nearly as good as I thought they were originally when I saw them in the theaters, I don't think there's really like there's only high hopes for DC if they can get their heads out of their ass and stop trying to copy Marvel yeah. and stop trying to be brooding dark movies <laughs> and just try See? just try to make a good movie. Don't try to be anything else. Just try to make a good movie. You, you liked Batman versus Superman, though. I did. I think it's weird to say that they're trying to be like Marvel and then immediately follow it up, Kevin, by saying they're dark and brooding. Because Marvel's never been dark and brooding. No, 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 no. Because of the Nolan movies, they're yeah. quote unquote supposed to be dark and brooding and that. gritty yeah, yeah. because that was the whole thing about mm. Nolan's yeah. Batman right, right, right. movies. I agree with so you. So they're copying they're copying Marvel by doing the extended universe, which Marvel had planned like ten years ago. Yeah. And they're just trying to scramble to make all to make all yeah. this their money. Problem, their problem is that they're not copying Marvel enough, in my opinion, because Marvel started with a superhero. It was mm-hmm. successful, so they did another one, then they did another one, and they did another one, and they eventually worked up to Avengers. And DC is just like, we. they started out with their biggest superhero, which is fine, which is Superman, which is, I guess, the Iron Man equivalent, essentially, you know? Uh, I mean, as far as, their, as, far as the film universes yeah. go, uh-huh. Iron Man would be the biggest one, okay? So they started with Superman. It wasn't terribly successful, but it wasn't a failure. Then they immediately just jumped to Justice League. Like that's or not Justice League, uh, Batman versus Superman, which is that, yeah, that was yeah. their horrible mistake in my opinion. They should have done like two Supermans at least, a Batman film, a Wonder Woman film, yeah. and then jumped into the, like just, yeah, you know. But, but they're just scrambling. I agree, they to, are scrambling. Yeah. They're worried that their that their ship is passing them by, and it is, and I think it has passed by. But if you look at yeah, Mar- yeah. you look at Marvel, like dude, you have like two hundred characters. And like, like, yeah, DC's got like six. I like, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, but it really does, though. It's like, it's not, it doesn't have a lot. Does anyone want to see a fucking Aquaman movie? Uh, like, really? Not Not particularly. I don't know that many people want to see Aquaman in a movie, in any movie. It's just, I don't, like, the superheroes themselves are just, they're kind of just not cool. Okay, but can I I say, though, can I say, though, that. Okay, that, and that's fair to say that Aquaman's not cool and you would want to see an Aquaman movie, but would you have wanted to see a Thor movie before they made it? Uh, You'd be like, no, uh, probably this is going to be shit. No, and but they still, make it, and then everybody loves it. And it, but, for the for the record, not a fan of any of this stuff. I mean, yeah, Batman versus Superman was entertaining. I wouldn't watch it again. No, so. but, no like, pers- <laughs> personally, like I'm, I, I want to see what they do with X Men. I want to see like what happens with that. And uh, I mean, Spider Man Homecoming, well, like, wasn't the worst thing that's ever been made. <clears throat> I actually watched that, and uh, <laughs> and it's I don't know, like. DC just, I don't know. DC is always just, personally, DC has always been corny. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Besides Batman. Yeah, like, they kind of have, they kind of have the big three, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, but other, but nobody, no other, like, characters in DC has gotten, like, the name recognition, you know, as, you know, a lot of these Marvel ones, you know, Captain America, Spider-Man, Aquaman, Fantastic Four, X-Men, et cetera, et cetera, like, Marvel, like they've they've gone all over the place with a billion different characters, and DC just hasn't. Yeah. Um, overall, like from the comics standpoint, like I haven't read a lot of Marvel, so I can't really say. I've liked a lot of the DC comics that I've read, um, the Batman ones, and some some of the Superman. Um, 
But but yeah, I mean, like like a Superman done. Like they're like they're not going to top the He's in Justice League. But I mean, like a standalone movie. Oh, I don't know. They're I making know. more. I, don't know. I doubt it. Was Ben Affleck on board for making a Superman movie? Yeah, doing another one. What? Ben Affleck plays Batman. No, the Batman. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no uh, any of them, like Batman or Superman. They're making a Batman film. Matt with, Reeves is with, directing with, it. Okay, okay. I don't know if he's in it. They that's going back and forth on that all the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like because I, I he's, really was he's on board. like hinting that he's not involved, and then he's saying I'm definitely involved, and it's just like <laughs> yeah. No, supposedly knows. he was. It's like, do I want to ruin my career or not? <laughs> well, he was not supposed to be directing. Yeah, he, he was. Ca- he was directing the and starring, yeah. and then uh, holy shit, dropped and out. writing, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, didn't totally hate his Batman, not going to lie. No, I thought he was a decent Batman. Um, he's got, the, he's got the chin. He's got that chin. Yeah. I thought she was with you. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean. Super movies are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, when, when will this end? Never. It, it probably, like, I don't know. Like, there was a cracked article when, the other, when the other Robert, day. I'm sorry. When Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is up, there, that's when it's going to be really tested. I, he was in. I, he was I in Spider-Man: even, Homecoming. It was yeah. so, bad. so bad. But they. That's. Why? But that he's what's selling all that stuff. Once yeah. they get rid of him and they have to recast Iron Man or do something else, they're fucked. It's like Wolverine, dude. Like, yeah. What are they going to do? Think I think the movies themselves, like Iron Man, may not be in them after after uh, Downey steps down. But like, as long as they've got the three Chris's going, I think they'll be kind of okay. <laughs> um, the three Chris's. Please name them off. Uh, Pratt, Hemsworth, <laughs> and Pine. No, not Pine. Who's the other guy? Uh, Pratt, Pratt, Hemsworth, Evans. 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 Yeah. yeah. Pine, I thought, is, I thought Pine is with was DC. Done. I thought Evans was done. He's Captain America. No, but I thought he was done. He said he was done. I, he said he was done, and he did like a little uh, romantic comedy thing, and then he came yeah, back yeah. and did the Avengers, no. uh, whatever needed, the new one needed is. that money. Yeah. Like, plenty of people will say, oh, well, I'm done. But, you know, then they, like, put an extra zero on the end of the check, and, yeah. you know, there you go. Um, but as far as like comic book movies, like, I don't know, like it's, it's like I've been saying about the the Marvel cinematic universe, like out of like 19, 20, there's like three that I would say are decent. Mm. Uh, none that I would like, even like I loved Ragnarok, but I still wouldn't necessarily give it a five out of five. Um, I will say that. I mean, we're, we are definitely like the, I mean, like you were saying, we're the wrong people to ask this question because the the vast majority of people think would say that Marvel is amazing and that the movies are great and that and some people would even say you know that the DC movies are great and most everybody would say that the Nolan movies are great so yeah I, I don't agree with any of it like I don't I've never seen any Marvel film that's any good at all and I've never seen uh, and I mean the DC movies I mean you know I, I didn't see Man of Steel. I hate the Nolan Batman movies uh, and Batman vs Superman was is like Watchmen okay. DC or is that Dark Horse. I don't remember. It's DC. Uh, it's not like it's part of the universe, though. But still, but no. But if, and, if we're counting that, that <laughs> well, movie's <yeah>. great. <laughs> well, they like they were also like I heard something about like HBO was trying to like reboot. Watch they are. They're rebooting it. It's going now. And it's like wow, fuck yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, but oh, that that reminds me actually, just real quick of uh, you know, I saw all the money in the world, the uh, Ridley Scott film. Yeah, yeah. And Danny Boyle's. Uh, version of it his his telling of the story is going to be a mini series on fx called trust where donald sutherland plays john paul getty Interesting. And, uh, yeah it looks oh and uh brendan fraser is in it and he plays the mark Wahlberg role and it looks good the trailer looks what way better hell? than the movie that i saw the movie what was kind of world are we look good at all yeah, yeah. yeah it's like what kind of world are we living in <laughs> he's got a big cowboy hat on it's wow pretty cool. weird 
But yeah, um, and a bolo tie. Weird things. <laughs> oh my god, he looks good though. I don't he's know. been in shit for like ten years, huh? Fifteen years? Yeah, it's, he's been blacklisted for a while. But yeah, uh, I don't. You know, I don't know the DCU. If they don't, if they don't yeah, fix what I they're mean, doing soon, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, they've always got Wonder Woman to fall back on. I think Wonder Woman is probably one of their more successful uh, ventures. And uh, as far as you know, I'm sure if they they'll make another one of those for sure. Mm. And uh, you know that'll probably do well uh, financially at least. But yeah. yeah, I don't think. I mean, they're nowhere near. Obviously, Disney is a you know. It's like Disney versus Warner Brothers is like David and Goliath. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's only a matter of time before Disney has Warner Brothers too. That's so. true. God. And then you'll see the spin the the crossover DC Marvel films. Mm-hmm. And they'll have like eighty percent of the market or some yeah. shit. Like, let's <laughs> be nuts. Yeah. And then they'll buy everything. They'll buy Annapurna Pictures and A twenty four, and they'll own all the Paul Thomas Anderson films and all the Catherine Bigelow movies and <laughs> everything. Disney, Disney World. Disney Earth. Disney yeah, Earth. Disney Earth. So uh, that's uh, going to do it for our feedback. Uh, if you want to write to us, our email address is feedback at filmyangpodcast.com. Feel free to ask us questions or make comments or tell us how shitty we are or how great you think something was or whatever you want to say. Write to us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, I think that's the end of the show, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Am I mistaken? Do is my, this the end of the show? My watch. I know. This is the end of the show, right? Yeah. Where you're going to do your movie. Is it Jonathan Stern? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Jonathan is going to pick the film for next week. What is his... He's got a, he's got a Cheshire grin going. I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> we're going to watch Alice in Wonderland because you just said that. <laughs> no, we're going to watch... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Which Tim one? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Should watch oh, the, like the 1903 version or whatever, like the one of the first films ever made. It's oh like, right, it's like right. seven minutes long. It's on YouTube. We're gonna watch Escape from L.A. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> um, we're gonna watch. I like half thought you were serious for a second. I was like, oh, gonna really? make you watch this. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the Phantom Thread comes out next Friday. Yeah. Do we want to record next Thursday, or do we want to wait and see that? And then record. So record uh, Saturday-ish or something? We can do that. Just record after we see it? It's up to you, Kevin. Kevin's got to work, don't you? Uh, Son of a bitch. Well, I'm working this Saturday, so I'd be off that Saturday. But uh, We can just wait. We can just... Let's just record next Thursday, and we'll and we'll just do Phantom Thread the next okay. week. Yeah. Then we're gonna watch uh, a movie I've, I've wanted to see for a long time. I'm so I'm so scared of what you're. I have no idea what you're about to say. This is great. <laughs> I literally have no clue. I couldn't guess in a million years what you're it's made about. in the '80s. Okay, who's the director? Andre Zawalski. Oh fuck, uh, Possession. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never I, seen Possession. I would okay. love to watch Possession. Never seen it. Really wanted to see Sam it. Neil. Um, <laughs> I've been uh, meaning yeah, to Sam see Neal. it for a long time. Um, it, it's got. Fuck, fuck you. What is with the internet here? Okay. It's um, bad, man. Isabel Ajani. Yeah. She was in uh, Nosferatu. Right. She's gorgeous. And yeah. She, yeah. She, in Nosferatu, she's amazing. She's yeah. really good in Nosferatu. So I'm, I'm extremely excited to see. I've actually because apparently she's really manic and yeah. like insane. I've in this. seen the scene okay. where okay. it's like this famous scene where she's like flipping out in a, yeah. in a tunnel or something. So I'm like it's pretty extreme. Super excited 
Cool, man. I'm jazzed. That's good. Cool. Because cool. cool. I, I've actually been meaning to see uh, like anything by that director. Because uh, he did he did a bunch of movies in the 80s that were interesting looking. So Cool. Possession. Cool. So we're going to be watching Possession for the next show next Thursday. And uh, go ahead and visit our website at filmyakpodcast.com. We have a blog there. And also, if you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook page, Filmyak. Uh, podcast, I think, or maybe just Filmiac. Find us there, uh, click like, and follow us, and you can get all the cool updates about our show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to be it for us. So until next week, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Tap, tap, tap to attack. I'm addicted to that cardboard crack. Crack, 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 crack another batch. I'm addicted to that cardboard crack I'm running out of cash I'ma have to charge Spend my rent money On some magic cards I'm running out of cash But I'm living large Spend my full money On some magic cards this ain't a game Actually it is I ain't playing well, No you are In it to win it man That's what I'm saying Ah, okay yeah This ain't a game No no it actually is a game are playing. That's, that's the point of the game. You shuffle the cards. You, you deal. The, you play the lands. You play the game. You're playing a game. Ah, whatever. You, you Duke of New York, you ain't number one. You say it louder, boy. You Duke of New York, ain't number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duke of New York. <laughs> Duke of New York, ain't number one. <laughs> C-Lab is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>